All right. Uh, how do we do this? We don't want to wait. Yay. We're back. We're back. We're finishing season one. I'm Stephanie. I'm Robin. And we don't uh, want to yeah. wait. We are. We'll be one seventh of a way through Gilmore Girls. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Is it seven? Is it seven seasons and yes. and well, the year in the life thing? Correct. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was the seventh season. Nope. All right, so we were talking about Emily in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. P- P.S. I look <laughs> and love daisies and troubadours. troubadours. <laughs> <laughs> This is not a thing. I genuinely like think it's just totally out of place in the show, and I, I yeah, I'm sure long time, long time. I'm sure this troubadour is here for the rest of the series, and you don't have to tell me either way, um, or there's other troubadours or something like that. But it, it's the one thing that's so jarring in the show. The rest of it, I'm just like, yay, you know. And I'm like, oh man, we got to deal with this. All right. <laughs> is it because he's a non-actor, or or it's just the, his presence? It's just the idea it's just, of a troubadour. It, it, <laughs> It's the fact that the camera, like, like we f- we're following. There's one scene where we're following Lorelai and Rory, yeah. and they're talking, and they continue on, and the camera just stops and is like, "Look, Troubadour, and he's playing something." Ah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, we get it. We don't have to stop by Taylor Ducey every time we walk by him. You know, I would. I'd rather. I'd rather a Taylor moment, like before commercial breaks, be like. Even though Taylor is such a downer. He's such a downer, but still, (laughs) I don't know. He's a character, you know, I don't know. They try introducing some stuff into the season finale where I was like, all right. But, you know, whatever. Uh, We'll we'll talk about it. Oh, I agree. These episodes are terrible. Oh, oh, these, all three of them? um, Well, uh, let me tell you. Her name is Rachel. Rachel makes these episodes unbearable. Oh, Wow. I, I, I think she's such like a non-entity that that doesn't bother me as much. Oh my god, but, her and Lorelai interacting this like forced friendship—it's <laughs> so awkward <laughs> that I, I can't like I can hardly look at the screen. <clears throat> All right, well we are we are at the end of season one, and Steph is already done with this show. So are you guys gonna have to continue <laughs> with me trying to be, talk about how great it is, except for the troubadour. Well, I mean, Tristan. I'm sure she's gone. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe she'll be back. I don't. I don't. I hope not. But uh, I'm sure you are sure. But I no, don't know I'm, if not I'm, sure. Sure. I'm not even sure. I'm not even, even sure. going to look it up. I can't even remember. Okay. But it's just it's like she just came out of nowhere. I mean, there was like a couple episodes before she showed up where uh, Miss Patty and Babette and everybody and uh, Suki yeah. were like, "Yeah, Lorelai, where have you been? We know Rachel." They were like the sweater, and you're like, no, 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 it's a hoodie, it's a hoodie, it's a jacket. Right. Exactly, the one with the Bengals concert, or the, right before the Bengals concert. I was, I, you know, and, and that episode was already great for me because of the Bengals, so. Yeah, but it's just. The, then they teased the, PJ Harvey concert it, it, later on, uh, I think it was the season finale, and I was like, oh my god, we're going to PJ Harvey concert? <laughs> and it's like, nope. <laughs> it's just the idea of it. Yeah. Anyway, let's anyway, go to the beginning of Emily, Emily in, in Wonderland. Wonderland. So, Emily Gilmore is coming to Stars Hollow for oh my God. antique shopping and gets, and Rory's so excited. She wants to introduce her grandmother to this, you know, to their community and, mm-hmm. and, and how wonderful Stars Hollow is. Mm-hmm. 
And I got to tell you, this is the, this, the parts with Emily in Stars Hollow, they, they yeah. were few and far between. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a whole episode of Emily interacting with all the different people in Stars Hollow and just like, you know, growing accustomed to it or something. But it, it seemed very quick. It seemed like they walk from the house to Kim's Antiques, then they go to the, the end and that's it. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it was great that, okay, Emily goes and meets Miss Kim. Yeah. And finds exactly what she's looking for, and they have this, this awesome, amazing, <laughs> yeah, interaction, <laughs> interaction. This, uh, the haggling, the <laughs> yeah, and then, then Emily walks out. She's so happy, you know. I oh. love, I love these shoes. I love this street. I love, you know. And I like the, that woman, and I like these shoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's exhilarating to her because. You know, she just was in like – she just like won like a chess match, you know. But yeah. she – I think she also like admired her opponent for, you know. Oh, yeah. It, it, they were a good it, match. It, they were a good match. And that's something that she does like maybe on the weekends is go antiquing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, she probably rarely meets a, a formidable opponent as uh, Mrs. Kim. And I was right. like, please, more of this, more of this. Yes. Oh, and she – right before that – or maybe after she meets Michelle, and yes. she and Michelle just hit it off. Oh yeah, French. What a charming man, Jesus. <laughs> Nobody would ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I feel like we're skipping a bunch of stuff. So I don't know. You want to kind of like walk us through, or are we? Uh, are we just going to jump all over the place today? Because I'm going to be so disorganized. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. All right. So, oh, okay. Donnie, so, you want to have a regular chronological conversation? Well, I was just talking about the uh, the Emily stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, at, yeah. At the beginning, and then mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking as the uh, last episodes ended and these episodes started, I was like, "What happened to Rachel? Rachel just disappeared off the face of the earth." <laughs> oh, here's Rachel. She's yeah, back. She's back. She's still here. Uh, okay, so my first notes of this episode are. Uh, the fact that Lorelai was very is very sensitive because Emily said she had a big head that it that it affected her her balance. <laughs> oh, what what were they talking about? Baby pictures and Lorelai burned them oh, all. Oh. <laughs> big head want Dolly. <laughs> um, but yeah, then the antiquing comes up because uh, <laughs> this is one of my favorites. Uh, Emily says that I'm two sh- two chairs short of a set, and Lorelai's like, "You're telling me." <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, because, uh, you know, she like I blame so-and-so because she's, you know, snatched all the... Peg Mosley. ...from the, uh, on the eastern seaboard or whatever. Yes, I'm really hoping we have an Emily versus Peg episode in our future because they, they brought up this intriguing character. Like, Peg Peg is the one that you get in those antique shots before before Emily does. She's always, she's always beating her in, you know, antiquing. And I'd love, like, you know... Emily, like Peg discovers Kim's antiques and Emily and her have a face off at Kim's antiques and it's, it's a whole thing. It, and it's an entire episode of that. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I don't recall if that happens. Uh, it possibly could. <laughs> Again, for all I know. no need for verification. These are just theories I have and, and, and you know, wishes I have. That's all. Because, uh, yeah, again, I just, I don't know. Uh, there's, there, Emily, Emily, uh, I'm 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 a little less uh, happy about Emily later on, but in this episode, I was like, "Give me all the Emily." <laughs> uh huh. Anyway, and then at Luke's diner, 
<clears throat> when you know, like Rachel comes up, and her and Lorelai are talking, and and Rachel's like, "Oh, uh, Rory's such a good kid. If I was guaranteed a kid like that, mm-hmm. I, I'd do." And because we're getting Lorelai is hearing from everybody, Rachel is going to leave. That's just what she does, or she's hearing mm-hmm. this from Luke. And then Rachel is telling her other things that, oh, I'm going to settle down. I'm, I want to have a family. I want to, I'm not going anywhere. So Lorelai's like, well, I guess I better be this person's friend because she's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I and, think it's like, you know, she's so close to Luke and then she probably doesn't want to lose that, that closeness, that friendship. Yeah. And that, you know, she realizes she's got it. She, you know, there's there was a point in the season where I was like, you know, does Lorelai realize that Luke is like, you know, Gaga over her? Um, and but I think Lorelai just, I guess, you know, doesn't admit it to herself or whatever. You know, yeah, I think there's such subtle signals that she's mm-hmm. not sure. Yeah, because and also he will there will be a signal and then he'll walk it back and then right. he'll there'll be you she'll think one way and then. Something will happen, and he'll walk it back. Mm-hmm. And and it's like uh, I, I I almost think that Lorelai is thinking that she's g- going to try to do good for Luke because this is something Luke really wants. Uh, and uh, you know, she latched onto that with the whole uh, tag sale episode and the sweater. You know, mm-hmm. I think she she decided that she was going to you know help help work this out for them. <laughs> To varying levels of success, but yeah, I think that's where she starts getting onto you know doing that in this episode. Um, but yeah, Rachel gives her a little tip. She took a picture of a of rundown inn called the Dragonfly Inn. The Dragonfly Inn, you say? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Interesting. Uh, probably doesn't have any significance to the show whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just sad that. The Dragonfly Inn, it comes up because Rachel's the one that took a picture of it. Yeah. Are you are you mad about that? Yeah. You're mad that Lorelai finds the Dragonfly Inn because of Rachel? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> would you rather, like, Luke point it out to her? or? <laughs> no, I would just rather uh, Lorelai one day go, Oh, Suki, remember that Dragonfly Inn back in wherever the Dragonfly Inn is? I don't know. It's and Suki say, oh, you know what? I remember, Laurel, I remember that in. But it'd be much more, uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, whimsical the way they say it, you know. I like, mean, uh, I guess I would expect it to be like um, less believable if Lorelai had lived in Stars Hollow all her life. But it seems like she's only been here six, 16 years, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe she would have heard of it. I, it, it didn't it seem the conversation that she'd heard of it, but just kind of like yeah, didn't forgot think, about it. For, forgot, forgot about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some places that are run down around here that I've like every once in a while been like, you know, it'd be cool. That that building is beautiful. You know, I'd love to like reopen it and do this with it, mm-hmm. um, but I never do. But I've thought about it. You know, I don't know. Maybe Lorelai thought about it before, but now that she's getting more serious about her future and maybe looking towards Rory, you know leaving you know the house mm-hmm. eventually in a couple of years that maybe she's yeah being just a bit more serious about what she should do like she's stuck in this place this you know independence in and it's you know it doesn't seem like it's gotta uh, maybe she's only she's gone as far as she can up in the I mean, she, oh she does say that. everything 
She does say that at the end, <laughs> but we'll get to it. Yeah. Now, when we're back at the end, and there, there's this <laughs> group of Jap. Are they saying that the inn is owned by a group from Japan? Oh, I didn't catch what the heck that was all about. What what threw me off was that um, Lorelai is talking to them with the translator, and immediately, and then it says, "Any help? Um, you know, ask uh, ask Michelle." And he points out, uh, I think it's him that points out that there's another guy named Roger, and so we have Roger established here, which maybe just like the guy that parked the cars in the first episode. Right. <laughs> but I was just like, "Oh, there's another guy." <laughs> But um, but yeah, what did you catch the context of the conversation? That, that, did maybe, they say something like that? I thought so, but maybe I was. I don't think it even matters. Sometimes I'm not an active <laughs> listener, so I'm like, yeah, I don't. It doesn't matter. Listening. But uh, somebody else is got Rune. a job. <laughs> Rune is in the lobby, and so Lorelai runs to the kitchen. We have to have the mandatory Sookie kitchen scene. What is Rune doing in the lobby? Oh, and then uh, thank you, Jam. Jackson's giving her jam, and it's really good jam. I'd, I'd love to have some. And um, it turns out nobody will hire Rune. The family won't talk to Rune. Rune's homeless, mm-hmm. and Jackson is ready to get rid of him. And so the only way, only way he knows to get rid of him is for Lorelai to hire him, and she sets him up in the old potter shed, and he can be a handyman. Mm-hmm. And that's when we first hear that. Lorelai and Rory lived there when Rory was a baby, and uh, that that'll come up again in a moment, which is really good. Um, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, so Emily gets to starts hollow. Her heel gets stuck in the front yard. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, the uh, Charlie's Angels plates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want those. That's amazing. <laughs> Empty fridge. Laura, uh, Emily is a little horrified by. All this stuff, and then she realized. And then Rory has to give her shoes, Lorelai's shoes. No rhinestones or zebra stripes. <laughs> yeah, because Emily is like ready to just drive around and stop at places, but uh, Rory says you have to get the whole, the full thing. You got to walk around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which I've done. Uh, uh, sorry, I had to bring it up once in this episode. So okay, all that's right, fine. All right. all right, that's fine. We're not <clears> jealous <throat> or anything. <clears throat> So they go to Mrs. Kim's and we get the, you know, she finds exactly what she wants and they have the haggling yes. uh, conversation. And, the best. Uh, Emily is so excited. She's, she loves Star Hollow. She loves the street. She loves the, she loves that woman. She loves these shoes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we end up at the, the inn um, where we want to just skip right to the, the, the tool shed, <laughs> what she calls it. Ah. Uh, yeah, the horses are over here. The tennis courts are over here. I mean, this is this has got a huge, yeah. You know, I'd say a, a lot of land here. A lot of the, land. The inn. There's a lot, yeah. Oh, Rory works there at the inn sometimes. I didn't know that. She does. You know, when they have yeah. events like weddings. And- oh, speaking of horses, I love the fact that Emily mentions while they're walking in those shoes that she feels like a Clydesdale. Oh. <laughs> uh. And then they yeah. get to the the potter shed, and Emily is horrified. The look on her face, horrified. This is uh, this is very painful for her. And uh, yeah, I at mean, first, this is a great scene because mm-hmm. Rory's like, you know, Mom put a nice curtain up around the bathtub, and here was the bed. 
Yeah, for, and she's so proud of it. It's not like, you know, she's not like, oh, we lived in squalor. Is, she's just like fond memories of living yeah. in this little place. And also, like 15, 16 years ago, the lot's changed. Like, it looks terrible now. I'm sure it was yeah. clean and nice back then. Mm-hmm. But, Emily, just because Lorelai chose to leave us, it would rather live like this than live with us. Yeah. It's just, it's just this heartache, this pain will never go away. It, nope. It's just, there's always something to bring it, to remind her of, of this deep pain that my child chose mm-hmm. another life over me. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, it's something where like, yeah, I think I was talking about in another podcast, an earlier podcast of ours that, you know, I, I'd wish that they were kind of moving past this and I hated to see them like um, destroy their relationships over and over again. But then again, this is just such a painful thing that um, it's kind of hard to get over. It's, it's something that you'll pr- they'll probably keep coming back again and again, you know. Yeah, to- I feel like this is the basis of the show. Yeah. It's the heart of the show. It's the, the, the one emotional uh, thread that will run through everything. I mean, really, I mean, do you think Lorelai, maybe you have more information than I do, but like, I, I wonder if Lorelai ever visited Emily and Richard at all in those 16 years. Yeah, they, uh, Christmases and big oh, holidays, yeah. because right. the first, first day she comes to see them, Richard says, oh, is it Easter yet or yeah. Christmas yet? Or? Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, they're, they, they don't feel like strangers. Cause they, I think after 16 years, no, no matter how blood relation to you know, so your mother and father you don't see your mother and father for 16 years they would they would be like absolute strangers <laughs> yeah because emily did buy her gifts they did buy mm-hmm. each other gifts for christmas that's true that's true because she regifted the uh coat coat rack yes um oh another place that we see the inside of is uh luke's place the williams hardware office ah <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah. Your favorite character says, let me give you the grand tour. This is it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was funny. And, you know, for a bachelor, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. But with a a couple, it's a little cramped. Mm -hmm. And then there's the curtains. Uh, Lorelai's like, oh, nice curtains. Can't wait to find them for that, yeah. Yeah, they're not Rachel. Rachel didn't choose them. They're not her taste. So Rachel kind of asks for her help a little bit. Yeah, this. if it comes up, you know, say nice yeah. things about me. Yeah. And so Lorelai's like, oh, okay. Which, she's nice, so why not, you know? I mean, the the only bad things I think that she's done are, are, are her constant running away. Um, but nothing that she's doing here is anything that I can fault her for. No. She's trying it again. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, you know... As she's talking to Lorelai, she's she's a changed person. She's going to give it a go. It's different this time. Yep. And why shouldn't Lorelai believe her? Mm-hmm. Um, then, okay, yeah, they get a mysterious call from Emily who's asking what Rory's favorite color, flower, boy band. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is, she's like, sync or... 98 degrees and Lane's sitting there she's like what kind of sick joke is this <laughs> I love that also the backside boys do you like the backside boys backstreet boys 
I, I do believe back when they were popular and I hated boy bands uh, and didn't appreciate them for the karaoke staples they are now, um, <laughs> that I would call them backside boys as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So. Oh, Henry called Lane and left a message and she listened to it like eight times, but she had to erase oh, it because yeah, her mom right. came home. And, and she's, you know, yeah. If my parents meet, you know, I'll, it'll be over. She will, mm-hmm. she will be forced to not like him because her parents like him, right? Because he's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of a like a C or D plot. We don't. I don't think we hear much else after that. Time, after Rory tells her just to call him back or whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Um, back in uh, Luke's cafe, Luke Steiner. Let me look at my mug. Oh, my mug just says Luke's. <laughs> Back at Luke's, um, uh, we see that tomatoes is still misspelled on the board, just for all you Easter egg watchers. Uh, and Luke tells Ra- uh, tells Lorelai, don't get too attached to Rachel. She's not going to be here long. Mm. And and so Lorelai... Oh, yeah, Lorelai gets to see the glorious storage room. Like, she's getting to see everything now. They, like, she's fully getting involved in Luke's life. Yeah. Which is interesting. He, and he's very are, uncomfortable with this. They are the ones repairing and, you know. Um, mm-hmm. oh, and Laura Lila wants to try out the fun cutter thing. <laughs> uh, She's never used a box cutter before, I guess. I know. I was a little nervous there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they kind of get into it. And, and, she, and finally she says, you know, well, I, you know, why wouldn't you? Is there a reason why? You wouldn't uh, continue this with Rachel, like giving him, giving him an out, giving right. him an an opportunity to say, Lorelai, the only reason that you know you would be the only reason, right? But he doesn't. He's like, no, yeah. there's no other reason, no other reason. I mean, you know, taking the Lorelai out of the equation, um, I'm sure Luke's been through this before and doesn't want to get hurt again. So he's a little bit, he's developed a little bit of a callus when it comes to Rachel. And, uh, yeah, again, just old wounds. They can't really, they can't really heal very well, you know, especially when they've been calloused over like that. And yeah. And I'm sure that's why times at least. I'm sure that's why he's the way he is about Lorelai too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's worried about, about that. It could Rejection turn into another. And- yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but Lorelai says, you know, you know, believe her, jump in, give it a shot. Um, but yeah, uh, what, she fulfills her duty. She fulfills the promise that she made to Rachel that she would, you know, mm-hmm. put in a good word for her. Uh, we have movie night. The Queen of Outer Space is playing, which I, is a movie I've not seen. <laughs> I do love the fact that we we hear a little backstory. Uh, the fact that Lorelai introduced Emily to Prince, and and uh, Emily nearly had a stroke as a result. I'm like, what song did she play? <laughs> little darling, Nikki, maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, so they're uh, trying to figure out why would Emily need all this information? Like, what mm-hmm. is going on? Meanwhile, we have Kirk, the uh, the ArcLight Cinema patron that he is. Uh, <laughs> Wanting complete silence, even before the movie. I don't know if you sat down behind. If I sat down behind two two girls that were just y- yammering away, it's not like I I know this from experience or anything. Uh, it's definitely happened to me before. You sit mm-hmm. down, you see a couple people. You know, it doesn't have to be girls; it can be guys yammering away, and you're just worried. You're like, oh man, oh yeah, are they going to ever stop? I know. Is this going to continue? They, they, 
movie starts, are they going to still be like chattering away at each other? Um, but, yeah, yeah. We, when I saw like the Jim Jarmusch uh, zombie movie not too long ago, there were I could tell I was sitting among the true cinephiles, and there were some ladies that were. Oh God! Oh, we all looked at each other, and the one person, like we, this was all wordless. And the one person that was the leader, he got up <laughs> and went down and asked them if they were going to continue this, <laughs> and they did not make another sound, and it was oh, great. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it, it really sucks because it's like. Like I'm not one to talk to anybody and I'm also, I have a little bit of, you know, social anxiety outside of the microphone. (laughs) And so like if I sit down in a theater and, you know, some people like sit down either in front of me or behind me and they're just yammering away or they're just like, you just get this feeling. You're like, this is not going to be good. Uh, This is, this this sucks. I really wanted to watch this movie, but now I know it's not the, I'm not going to hear it very well or, you know, I'm going to constantly be annoyed or interrupted. Um, But I'm also too anxious to get up and either a talk to them or just be moved to a different seat because I think to myself, Oh, they're totally going to know it was because of them. (laughs) And I think I've I've done that like once before. And I've, and and like for the rest of the movie, I was still like, kind of like, like, oh, those people like hate my guts now or, you know, like, <laughs> like they know that I've, even though I, you should be the one hating their guts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like worried about how they're feeling about it. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, my husband is six, three mm-hmm. and he's very assertive. And <laughs> when we go to the movies, it makes me very nervous because he will say like, oh God, one time this was yours. I think this was like uh, uh, revenge of the Sith or something. We mm-hmm. went, this girl was talking do you hear how loud that movie is? The reason it's so loud is because of people like you. <laughs> and so now when we go to the movies, I'm just like, oh, please, please don't talk, please don't talk, please don't talk. Because he will say something. Yeah. Anyway, the whole punchline anyway. of this whole scene is the fact that Kirk's phone goes off right when. <laughs> and he doesn't know how to turn it off. And he starts talking. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Anyway. Anyway, Good Kirk old Craigland. Is... Yeah. Kirk. Kirk. Craglin's funny. Kirk slash Craglin. Uh, so yeah, Friday I'm liking night him more and more, oh. definitely. I think I'm liking him more and more as a character. Like, yeah. he was, it was kind of weird at the beginning because I'm like, it's Craglin. Yeah. What is he, <laughs> I, what is I know him he from other things. Here? Yeah, yeah. And, like, what, what are they doing with this character? But I don't know. It, the, the, unlike some people with guitars and loud golden microphones, uh, you know, when he interrupts, it's fun. Yeah, it's so weird that because most shows were so conditioned to, you know, in any other show, uh, Max Medina would be gone. <laughs> Rachel would only be in one or two episodes. Mm-hmm. She would be gone. And for, I, believe, I believe that Amy Sherman Palladino is kind of like Joss Whedon or kind of like other showrunners that we love. They fall in love with characters and actors, and they want to keep them around just as long as possible. Oh, God. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Friday night. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I just I'm th- I'm just all of a sudden realized, like, I don't know. Maybe it is a sexist thing or it's like uh, – 
whatever, but I think I feel the same way about Max as you do about Rachel. <laughs> oh, I mean, Max. Get out of here. Right. Me too. I mean, he was fine. I mean, he's tra- charming, low-key low mm-hmm. charming and handsome and, and whatever, but I feel like it's run its course. I'm, yep. But... And maybe by, and by the time we get to the season finale, I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I guess he's going to be around then. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway, we'll get to it. All right. So, Rory's new room. Friday night dinner. Rory has a new – is this is this Lorelai's old room or is this another room in the house? I'm sure it's another room. Okay, because that's, that's what I kept thinking. You know, after last week I said this room means so much. You know, there's so much subtext here with Lorelai's past and – what and the how she feels about her parents and you know her tiny sharp objects dollhouse that is a reproduction of the entire house yes okay i do not know that but okay uh so hopefully yes hopefully we this is just another room in the house but yeah i'm sure it is this wallpaper was beautiful i'm I'm thinking we're gonna paint richard is i think richard is gonna get let let rory have a room with a balcony i don't think so <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's just I, I love how this starts off because uh, you know, like Rory's like, oh, cool, awesome, you know, and it's kind of funny, and you know, the boy band posters, you know, obviously she's, I don't think she's in, into boy bands at all, even. No. <laughs> and and when uh, Emily is asking these questions over the phone, I was like, is Emily like going to hook, hook her up with tickets to to a concert? And I'm like, wait a second, how would like 98 Degrees, NSYNC, and the Backside Boys uh, possibly be playing in Hartford all like around the same time. It wouldn't be possible. So that's not very believable. No, she's just getting posters. <laughs> and the fact that she just like goes, all right, I'll just get all the posters. Like, <laughs> like there's a 98 Degrees one and NSYNC one and, and Back, Backstreet Boys. Because obviously this is what teenage girls like because this is what, mm-hmm. what Laura Lau had on her walls. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, there's had- Hello, there's Hello Kitty, uh, stationery. Mm-hmm. There, uh, what else? Oh, all the daisies, the pretty mm-hmm. wallpaper. I like that pink. I think we're about to paint our house. I think I'm going to paint my house pink. Really? Why would you do that to your husband? Oh, he would probably like it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could live in a pink house. Uh, yeah, it is. It would be a lot of pink. Maybe just the bedrooms pink. I know there's a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> Little pink houses. Um, so, uh, Lorelai kind of gets like she kind of starts the conference. The you know the standout. The you know. Oh, mom. I, by the way, I, yes, I had to go back in my notes to make sure that I was correct. But um, you you got your flowers mixed up. Uh, there's sunflowers all over Rory's room. Daisies. Oh, uh, daisies are at the end. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, so Lorelai's like, what is up with this, Mom? <laughs> and which starts the uh, argument that you would rather live in a shack than live with mm-hmm. us. Right. You hated us so much that you would live in a, the woods than live here. I love how this whole thing starts off because you can see the inner conflict, like Lorelai trying to – like. Think about this. Like, does this bother me? Is this yeah. is this like something that I should be mad about or something I should be o- okay with? You know? Yeah, and I think she's just confused. Like, wh- why? Right? Why is this? And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, 
you know, it turns out to be a refuge. And, you know, uh, when you, I, I don't know, I think if you set up an entire room for somebody, like you intend for them to live there sometimes. And yes, and that like you're trying to take, con- yeah, you're trying to take control. You're trying to take, uh, Rory as your property. You're trying to, um, do to Rory what you tried to do to me. I, you couldn't have me, so now you want Rory. And I think her fears are uh, partly realized, uh, you know, in the later episode. But um, yes, but yeah, but here, you know, it, it's kind of like Lorelai has just got to be like, she just made a room for her. Like that's it. Like that. This is a nice place if she wants to do an overnight. She can be completely in her own environment and be happy. Yeah. Which makes sense because she goes to school like right down the street. Yes, which is also very convenient. <laughs> yeah. So, but and, yeah. And then also they have yes. the Friday night dinners. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of silly that on Friday after school she rides the bus to Stars Hollow and then mm-hmm. a couple of hours later goes back to Hartford for uh, dinner. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. She could just go to her grandmother's house, do her Study. homework in her room, mm-hmm. and, and then meet her mother for dinner and then leave with her mother. Mm-hmm. Because this is not part of the show, but this is me and my daughter. Your kid has to have a life other than their parents, especially when they become teenagers. That's when they start to become their own person and they're not a child anymore. And they have to be their own person mm-hmm. apart apart from you. Right, and this, and that's why this, all this, this helicopter parenting is so dangerous. Because, and I know, because I was there, and I'm there too. <laughs> that you know, your child is a a part of you, an appendage. It's like your leg, mm-hmm. but it, but when they become, they have to become their own person without you, and you have to give up control. See, anyway. I'm the kind of helicopter parent that is just like I must put a, a bubble around them, and they must not be hurt by anything. And I don't, I'm not gonna put them in danger at all. And but I'm not the kind of helicopter parent that is like I need to know everything about you. Tell me about you know if you're upset and you need to talk to me about it, or you know that, or else our relationship there's something wrong with our relationship. If, if they're upset about something um, and they don't want to talk about it, you know. Uh-huh. I, would, I would probably like kind of let it go for a little, for at least a little while. I want to be like Lorelai, who's just like, you have to wall, you have to go. <laughs> like, yeah, I need to know. I need to know all, all the details, you know? Uh huh. Yeah, see, I don't obsess on safety <laughs> because, you know, like, there's a lot of parents who are worried about their kid being snatched or whatever, kidnapped. Yep. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't worry about that. But then I think I go to a lot of places. Me and Morgan go to a lot of places, like con- a very, very populated places conventions and you know new york times square whatever where blonde hair blue-eyed young girls are seen as a commodity you know Mm -hmm. i i have to like rush i have to really i have to i i i don't have an irrational fear about that i have to have a rational fear of that i have to make myself have a rational fear of that Mm -hmm. because you know morgan was was like 11 years old when we went to comic-con Mm-hmm. And I was like, Morgan, just go back to the room. And now I think, what was I thinking at Comic-Con, a hugely <laughs> densely populated San Diego, California, letting my 11-year-old blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid go to uh, the room by themselves? Oh, my God. That would never happen. I would never do that. <laughs> I listen to too much true crime, man. I, 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 that, I don't let him out of my sight ever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 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 anyway. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, I guess during dinner, 
during dinner, Lorelai and Emily didn't really speak, and Rory's wondering what happened. Because I don't think Rory witnessed the argument. No, no. But in the car or on the way back or walking home, uh, Rory feels guilty. She said, I, I brought Grandma here because I wanted her to see how wonderful our life is. And yeah, she kind of blames herself. She blames herself. And Lorelai says, well, you know, it would be a miracle if I could ever get my mother to hear me. Like, mm. mother does, my mom does not listen to anything I say. And uh, and she tries to make Rory feel better by saying, you know, nothing you can do will, uh, will make my mother see this as any other thing than me running away from them. It doesn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. Yeah, they really set up, you know. Talk uh, some what seems to be series themes like will you will you and grandma ever talk about the past? And she says, no, we speak a different language. And Rory's like, if you talk and she won't listen, how is anything going to change? And it's like, there we go. That's the show yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> like this is this is the central struggle, I think, that they're saying. And, you know, I think perhaps, we, you know. I'm sure Amy Sherman Palladino is smart enough to then set that dynamic up between uh, Rory and Lorelai. And we get a little hint of that as well in, at the end of the season of, uh, of even Lorelai and Rory developing some sort of distance between each other. Um, so uh, very good. Very smart. Good, good, good stuff to struggle with, I think, and, and not easily curable, which is very good for a deep TV show. <laughs> All right. It's, it's going like, to okay, run seven just, seasons. We're just going to run this through the gears over and over and over again. And hopefully, you know, and I, uh, hopefully they're, you know, smart and talented enough writers that they make it interesting each and every time. I think this is, was interesting. This, you know, how it's like, okay, now we're going to run the, uh, Rory gets a room from Emily simulation through the <laughs> through through this struggle and see how how it would come out the other side, and I'm sure we're going to get other you know simulations set up by each of these episodes. I, I think too much about the technical aspects of <laughs> writing rather than just enjoying a story. Okay, uh-huh. good show. <laughs> uh huh. Like how I get hung up on these characters. I've got together. They've been here too long. Oh, I get that. These actors, how, how many darn episodes did they get signed for? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'm like, I want to go to IMDb and see how many episodes these these actors are in, but I I refuse to because I don't want to. I don't want to have that knowledge. Uh huh. Oh, I'm so I was surprised too when Max Medina came back. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we find out Rachel. Rachel thanks Lorelai because she got a drawer. A sock drawer. <laughs> yeah. And Good keys. Yeah. Uh, Rachel says she won't screw it up this time. And Rory says that the coffee tastes different now. Mm. Mm. Is it because Rachel made the coffee and she makes it different and they don't like it because it's different? Uh, might be. It does. It sounds like something that's not a welcome difference. It's not a, oh, this is improved. (laughs) This is different. Mm. Yeah. It's just different. And so the last scene is. Very funny. Uh, in front of the dragonfly Inn, Lorelai and, uh, Rory are sitting there and Suki's. Like going like in a tears. Where's the kitchen? There's not enough kitchen. We got the gotta add on. Gotta have this. We gotta have no that. Storage. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, where, do, where did these people store things? It's just a. It's not a bed and breakfast. It's just a bed. Yeah. Oh, and then she, you know, talking about the thing. Then she realizes they do have to add on and the things that she wants to add. Uh, a grill outside or a smoker or something mm-hmm. like that. So that was that was neat. You know. Yeah, Lorelai's like, listen, we're going to build, and uh, and uh, and and the fact that 
you know, she tells Rory that this place is going to be theirs. And, uh, and when will it be open? Oh, a very, very, very long time, <laughs> which is like, again, it's like, you know, the, the writer is like going, here's the thing. We're going to put this, you know, they're going to, they're going to work at this hamster wheel for a little bit, you know, before we actually open yeah. this. I really hope this inn doesn't get opened like next season. I don't know. I'm, maybe they will. Maybe they will. Maybe they have, yeah. have other yeah. things. Yeah. Would it be season show. seven? Yeah, will right, it be exactly. season three? You know, who knows? Very, very, very long time says to me season four. Because <laughs> that's, there's three varies and we're right at the end of the season one. So one plus three is um, four, I heard. Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think that's all we have to talk about. The one episode that we're talking about. Thank goodness we're just talking about three episodes today because uh, we're going on quite a bit. Yeah. All right. So, P.S. I look. P.S. I look. Dot, dot, dot. All right. At Luke's. Uh, Lorelai's talking about when she was online with a magi- magician. With a magician. Why did I not hear this part? I must have yeah. been like opening my notes as as they were. It was away. just Lorelai talking about how she was online with a magician, <laughs> but in New York that means when she was standing in line with a magician. Oh right, this is a thing where she says she ripped up. He ripped up a twenty dollar bill and then had to give. He couldn't put it back together. He had to give her back her. He had to give her back her money and change. But I guess I don't so, know. Uh, but you're you're talking about the, the difference between say, standing online rather than in line. Yes, it just sounds online. In- sounds like internet, right? <laughs> and how when we watched Buffy, they were, in Buffy they they would say online, mm-hmm. and it's weird to most people because most people say inline. Um, I wonder if it's a regional thing. I, you know, I it, yeah. if it's a West Coast thing. It's a it's a New York East Coast thing. But this show is filmed and written on the West Coast, so I'm assuming like what you know. Yes. Some of the writers. Um, no, I, I looked it up. Goes. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And Online versus in line. Interesting. It just makes more sense to say I'm standing in line. I'm in the line, not on the line. Maybe if the line is a physical stripe drawn across the <laughs> across the pavement and you're standing on the line, I don't know. It sounds actually uh, like a like a British. Uh, it's a um, New, it's a New Yorker thing. Why do huh. New Yorkers stand online? Weird. Not limited to New York City. Dialect researchers have found that people also say they stand online in other parts of the country. Uh, Thinking about it in like internet terms, like why do we say online? Maybe just because America Online was a thing, and we just say online now because of that. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like online is on whatever wires are going out to the internet from my modem or whatever. You know, it's a uh, northern east coast thing. But why wouldn't I say I'm in the I'm in the line? Like my information is traveling through the wires. Hmm. I don't know, but you say in line, right? Oh, I, yes. If I'm standing in a line, I, I say yes. I'm standing in, in line. I would never say I'm standing online. And I'm from Vermont. That's why I don't know. I don't. And, and it sounds completely foreign to me, which means I, I don't I don't think I've heard this in the Northeast. But, you know, it's not like I've talked to everybody in the Northeast. So maybe other people say. Yeah, it's mostly New York, but other places, too. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. So R- Rory hasn't been sleeping very well. She I think she has uh, transitioned. To another phase of the grieving process, she wallowed 
then she was I don't know something else, and then now she's in another phase. Yeah. Oh, this is really cute. This game they were playing. This one, two, three. He's yours. I think next time we hang out, we got to play this game. <laughs> like we'll we'll have coffee together and uh, stare at a window. And, yeah. Uh, one, two, three is yours. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah. Something I totally missed out on as a you know as a as a, a male person. <laughs> yeah, male. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> This sounds like something only girls would do in the 1960s or something. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, being 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 hetero, I would say one, two, three, she's yours. Uh, but hey, it'd be funny to be play one, two, three, he's yours as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the old timey um, Mary Kill Bop. Yes, <laughs> Bop. Uh oh, Kirk. Uh, somehow, uh, Lorelai ends up with Kirk. Another solid Kirk interaction here. And he comes in, and, and, and Luke is like, congratulations, Kirk. What? What? Have I got a sign on me? Did they put a sign on me again? And <laughs> I love that says, Rory yells out, Daddy. <laughs> he's Daddy. And then Kirk says, I have asthma. <laughs> it's not funny. I have asthma. <laughs> <sighs> and then, so it's, it's Rory's turn. They're, you know, one, two. Yeah, oh, and it's. Dean, so Dean's they the like drop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Max calls Lorelai at the end. Great, great moment with Michelle. Uh, Michelle answering and then asks if it's business or personal, you know, because this person, this Max really wants to talk to Lorelai. Uh, Mitz Gilmore. And so he finds out it's personal, so instead of handing him the phone, he tosses it on her table. <laughs> <sighs> like, like, okay, the thing about Michelle, mm-hmm. for you to not like Lorelai or have a if have issues with Lorelai or not get along with Lorelai. You gotta be a pretty grouchy person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. I mean not I mean, Michelle's definitely grouchy, not a very good people person, but I can see how like you know, uh if you're there to work and you wanna work and you're doing your job and you have to constantly deal with, you know, weird things that happen to Lorelai, like, say, your entire freaking lobby is full of flowers <laughs> at one point. Um, you know, he might be, get irritated by her. You know, he might be like, he might be past the point where he's trying to accept her and he's just kind of irritated by her. You know, because she does talk a lot and might be might be somebody who doesn't want to hear her. I mean, I find Lorelai very entertaining. And Yeah, maybe he finds her cheeriness obnoxious yeah and it turns him yeah maybe so mm-hmm. uh, uh lorelei uh, again distracts me by talking about her underwear and uh and i don't know how many i don't have any other notes after this oh this is where uh max and lorelei are saying you know the more we see each other the more we want to see each other mm-hmm yeah so they've been on the phone a lot and now it's time to have a date Oh, okay, yes. All right, so then after that, okay, this is Lane and Rory, and they're tr- Rory is trying to remember or or to know uh, Dean's schedule so she can avoid him. Right. She needs to know what day she can go into the grocery store, what day she should avoid it. And uh, Lane has – she can't do something that day because she has to meet her science partner. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's really conspicuous. It sticks out there because she doesn't say, I have to meet so-and-so, my lab partner. She just – my lab yeah. partner. Yeah, I didn't catch it um, when she said it. But, um, yeah, it makes sense why she didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Luke has it's it's Rachel's birthday, so you guys are like cat of admits. Like he's just a terrible gift giver. Yeah, potholder is that meow. Yeah. So Lorelai, she's I'm going shop. I'm going to the mall, so uh, I'll I'll go shopping for you. I, I know I can I can get her some good gifts. There's some good discussion stuff here. Good stuff right here. Okay, one thing. Luke hates getting hates the idea of getting gifts for somebody on a particular day. Like you have to do it, or like the relationship is in jeopardy, or you know you're completely judged by the fact that you didn't do it. And yeah, I I, I agree with him. I'm not one to buck that system for fear of being you know, like socially outcast <laughs> by by you know you can say my wife or my kids. <laughs> but uh, I. I I, I, that does suck. It's like you know, even even Christmas. It's like running up to Christmas. It's like okay, now to spend our entire paycheck on all these things. What instead of just like I don't know, uh, you know, getting things for your kids like throughout the year. You're like, oh, I got to get my kids these things and uh, maybe put them away uh, because I can't really afford as much as I can in December or something like or birthday or something like that. I like. I like what Luke's saying. Unfortunately, he's just fighting against uh, something that's already been uh, set up in society as you know a thing. You know, I mean, I guess you could avoid it for like friends that you don't you know do birthday or, uh, or gift getting giving events, but family and your significant other. It, it, sorry, you're stuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I hate is I hate giving gifts. That don't mean anything like, I, okay, when Morgan was little, we would rack our brain. We would go buy stuff that mm. she didn't need, didn't want because we had to get her Christmas stuff. When Morgan is a person that hates for you to spend money on her. And oh. it was really hard. I know she's a, she's an odd bird. <laughs> My it's kids think we have a money tree sitting in our closet. and just Yes, uh, exactly. Morgan feels very guilty uh, if you buy her things. So we had to, it's just, it was just really weird because she did, she never wanted anything. Mm-hmm. And so now that's why we go on trips. Birthday, let's go on a trip. Christmas, yeah. let's go on a trip because that means more than um, any material possession I could give her. And that's why uh, now that's what I do for my mom. And if if and and then for Edward last year, I gave it. We went to uh, Nashville and saw the Predators hockey team because he thought he wanted to be a hockey fan. Mm-hmm. But it turns <laughs> out we don't have enough money to be a hockey fan. <laughs> oh, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. It's very I love, expensive. I, lo- I love to get into some sort of sports, but that it, it's not. It's not only a money commitment; it's a time commitment too. Yeah, <laughs> but. But yeah, I would it, to me. I'd rather give experiences than a material object that doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I would love it if it was just like, yeah, I don't know. You just like give somebody a gift because it's their birthday, and they're not kind of expecting that you're getting them a gift. You know, like I'm going to get mm-hmm. gifts on my birthday mm-hmm. instead of doing what's expected of you and the pressure, the pressure of it, and uh, yeah. Oh God, you know, like this is. This is the time that I get the gift and it's, you know, I would love to be, I would love to just give gifts when I'm like, you know, like you're in a conversation with somebody and you go and you hear, uh, they really want this certain thing or whatever. And you decide I'm going to get it for them. And then you think, oh wait, there's a birthday coming up. I should save it for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I would love to be like, okay, I just got to get, get them what they, get them what they want. And, you know, and maybe when their birthday comes around they think, Oh, uh, I should be getting a gift from this person. They they would 
think back and go, oh, no, they got me a gift like a month ago. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it's a okay. lot of pressure. The other thing I was going to bring up is the fact that Luke like hears about the mall and he just rails against it. You know, corporate overlords and ah. – uh, you know they're destroying the small town economy or whatever. You know, uh, you know I can't imagine in a place near a mall that they'd have that that this town would have a place called the Cat Club set up there where you could just get cat specialty items <laughs> um, if they're making any money. Um, but so so he goes on this whole diatribe about how much he hates the mall, and you know yeah, and it isn't just the money thing. It's not the corp just, just the corporate. He hates the fact that it's a lot of walking and it's you know and. Spending time in these different stores, as well as you know, whatever. And then Lorelai offers to get him some stuff from the mall, and he's like, "Okay, here's my card." It's <laughs> like, well, like if you had these values, where like, yeah, corporate overlords or whatever, and not supporting that kind of thing, you are with your card, <laughs> you like yeah. with your money, like. So it, it's funny, and I, so I guess that that makes me think. Oh, it's more of a thing where he just doesn't want to. Go to the mall. He doesn't like the mall itself. It's not. It's not the whole. You know, th- they're destroying our economy. It's more like he just doesn't like being at the mall. Yeah, and those are just excuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, and he ha- st- and he set up this as his. This is his character of because uh, just like you know holidays, this and this and there was something else that he was railing against. At like a town meeting, like this is this is his brand, and he's got to stick with it. <laughs> oh, you mean the soldiers standing all night? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like the fact that Luke's got a brand. Yeah. <laughs> we should just like make a character sheet for for Luke, like a D and D character sheet or something, and just like put like you know skills, abilities, brand, you know. <laughs> uh huh. Because uh, yeah, this is that, that's funny. Uh, you know, in a, in for a character that doesn't like so many things, like you know, it, it, it's interesting to be figure out what he might actually find genuine joy in. And I'm assuming that's just Lorelai's arms, and because they're the one true couple, uh, one true pairing of this show, that it'll eventually happen. Yeah, I wonder if if he if he ever is happy, will 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 his personality change? Is this just is he just in just grouch box mode? Mm-hmm. Because he was broken hearted by because his heart was broken by Rachel before, and if he's ever truly happy, will he be just a completely different hmm. character? I can't remember. I don't right. know. Anyway, two, uh, two we Peters. find out. Oh, Dean shows up <laughs> at Lane's house, and surprise, he's the science partner. Uh huh. And Mrs. Kilmack. Oh God, this would be so embarrassing. Oh my God. Like she, she just did. she just assumes they're going to have sex right there in the kitchen. Yeah. She okay. She, I know these parents, and oh my gosh, I know these people who they they their teenage daughter had a had a pool party. They set up cameras. They stayed in their bedroom. The parents stayed in their bedroom <laughs> the whole time, but set up character character set up cameras, cameras to watch all of the, the kids because they didn't trust them. I mean, I just think I do the is, same thing. I don't care. But I mean, <laughs> really, you're. Don't have don't have strange children at your house if you think if you can't trust them to act like animals. Mm-hmm. You know if you think they're going to act like animals while you're there at your house, then why have people at your house? Don't have a because don't host a party. because this is a, it's a controlled environment. It, I can control the party. 
if I have them in my house yeah. and, I, and, and I'm watching them the entire time. I just think rather it's than so being sad. Out somewhere else. So it sad. is sad, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, that's where it comes down to protecting your kid and uh, how much you're willing to protect them. And I will be the I will be I will not only be the protector, I will be the equalizer. <laughs> <laughs> Lane are talking. This is Kim. Oh, okay. You know, you sit here, you sit here. You're not dating. No, we're not dating mama. This is my, my science partner. And, uh, and so he was like, I know, I know when she gets to know me, she'll like me. No, she won't <laughs> like you. <laughs> I do love the fact that, uh, uh, Mrs. Kim is like, what science project reproduction. And, <laughs> And Lane says, no, it's spores, molds, and fungus, which is a total Ghostbusters quote. It's like, uh, you remember Egon's, uh, you know, I think Janine asks uh, Egon, like, what what he collects. And he's like, I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Uh, (laughs) Ah. I knew it sounded familiar. Uh, but yeah, but so, but Lane and Dean are talking and, and Lane is like, you know, we're not supposed to talk. We have, it's decided we're not talking about Rory, but then she's like, you know, do you think you and Rory will get back together? <laughs> uh, it's um, even more funnier like, cause, because Lane's like, we have an unspoken agreement and, and Dean's like, I didn't know we had an unspoken agreement. It's just like, it's unspoken. Like, it, <laughs> like, I don't have to mention it. We shouldn't, you know? Yeah. She doesn't want to talk about her friend, but then she does want to talk about her friend because yeah. she wants to get down to, you know. Rory walks Rory's in there for, ugh, uh, and, and, and is pretty startled. So I'm assuming she didn't hear a lot of that. But it's, it seemed like she was coming in right when, you know, Lane was asking about whether they're going to get back together and mm-hmm. how, how much Rory, or how much Rory misses him and things like that. But Yeah, yeah so she's mad. This sets Rory up. She's mad. She's mad at Lane. She's mad at Dean. She feels betrayed by by Lane for for her not letting her know that. Because Lane, it put Blaine in an awkward position. She couldn't just say, oh, Dean's coming to my house. He's my science partner. Which she could. She could just say that. Uh, you know, but she is trying her best to spare her feelings. Yeah. But, you know, keeping it secret is also, it's kind of a... Tough a betrayal. Like, yeah, it, I don't know if it's a betrayal, but it's it makes it even more like why? Well, why? Why are you? Why are you hiding this from me? Like you know, um, and uh, yeah. So this is the first instance of Rory being mad because somebody's trying to spare her feelings, like trying to protect her, mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to be protected. Mm-hmm. And we see the next morning that um, I got to say she's Rory. It you know. And I'm not saying like it's an attractive thing. I, I I'm saying cute as in like what a cute cute kid. Like she's so cute in her monkey uh-huh. pajamas, looking super crabby. <laughs> she is, yeah, she is cute. <laughs> I mean, I have daughters of my own, so this this would just make me like go ah. <laughs> I know sleeping kids are adorable. I know. Yeah, that, yeah. The most precious sight is a sleeping child. Uh, that is the yeah. most precious because mine do not sleep. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, uh, Lorelai is trying to talk Rory into skipping class and going shopping. That would totally be me. Morgan, don't go to school. Let's go shopping. Yeah, but that's not happening. No. And she says, okay, well, just meet me in town for Indian food. We can run our dinner together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she goes shopping and... 
Uh, Luke asks for his credit card back. He says he looks at it. He's like, it looks tired. <laughs> that was cute. I don't know why, but I hated all this. I hated oh, really? This. I don't know why. I guess because it was for Rachel. Oh, man, you don't like Rachel. I hate Rachel. And I don't know if I... Is it really I, for Rachel, though? Huh? Is it really for Rachel? I mean, the first part, like, out of Africa book, it's because Lorelai was listening to her. And, like, and, I'm, and I'm sure, like... Maybe this is something that Luke didn't even know. Um, and she brought her a leather camera bag because she's a photographer. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Lorelai sees a sale at Bloomies <laughs> and can't help herself that the fact that these clothes were like 150,000% off. <laughs> yeah, which is like, what did she like get them for 10 cents each or something? Um, and she bought she she starts by buying a bunch of clothes for Rachel, which I'm sure she's she's also thinking like, oh my god, this is a cute outfit. Uh, I'll I, well, I have a car. I guess I'll buy it for Rachel. Maybe she'll let me borrow this sometime or whatever. <laughs> and then she gets a suit for Luke, and, a suit and yeah. a belt. Yeah, why the, why the sudden need to dress me? He says. Oh, he gets her. She gets him a sweater, and then she gets him. Oh, a, yeah, gets him a, a bunch dress of shirt. Too. Yeah. yeah. So, again, so these like, are clothes that she for... would, yeah, she would love to see Luke in these clothes. He would look yeah. very dashing mm-hmm. in this suit. <laughs> Such a great interaction at the end. I like laughed when she's like, just once, just put the suit on. Do do a sexy dance in the catwalk just for me. Come on. And, he, <laughs> and he's like running into the back room like, get away from me, you mental patient. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, uh, does surprise me when we come back to it and we see that he actually did put the suit on. <laughs> and I got to say um, – I know we're kind of skipping past the Chilton thing for a second, but uh-huh. like he tries a suit on a, and the hat is off. Uh-huh. And I just want to ask, uh-huh. do you think he has implants? Because he's got a lot more hair than he did in the pilot. I didn't even, I didn't look. I, didn't I mean, notice. it definitely looks a little thin up there, but in the pilot, when he's got his hat off and he serves mm-hmm. them, he looks like Ted Levine. He, lo- <laughs> he looks, he looks like he's, you know, like balding in uh, this when he gets his suit on and he's got his hat, and I noticed this before earlier in the season, I think he's he's had implants for a little while. Probably the they did the pilot, and he's like, and he's like, well, I'm going to be the star of the show, and probably I should I should probably get some more hair, so he probably got some implants, uh, which hair plugs, whatever you want to call them, um, uh-huh. which is fine. I'm not saying there's anything fine. I'm just I you know you usually pay attention to these sort of things. So. You know, I did I didn't even notice. Okay. I think I was looking at the suit. I mean, it could also be like maybe in the pilot, he had his hat on and he took it off and combed his hair back really. And it was just the way he was wearing his hair that seemed mm-hmm. like there was more scalp than there is now. But I have a feeling that there he, he got some – the actor got some hair plugs, which is which is fine because, you know um, – you know, it's it's Hollywood, and you can't really take a romantic male lead seriously if they're balding. You know, mm-hmm. it's very very important. You know, they they've got to have some sort of like sexy physique that goes along with the balding or something like that. I don't know. I'm being judgmental, but I just want to tell everybody that I'm balding as well. So it's also anxiety that's speaking. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. See, Edward hates it when I point out actors with skinny legs. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh. So, so yeah, um, yeah, Rachel walks in right when, um, Lorelai is like helping him with his belt, which is just like, uh-huh. uh, and she is a bit, it's a bit awkward when she walks in because again, why, why is Lorelai dressing Luke? Why, you know, it is such like, 
I don't know. It's not like he's she's his mother, you know. That would be. It definitely speaks to how how close they are that she would be, you know, trying to give him like a like a makeover or whatever. But I think at this point, like I think she's still doing it for for Rachel and maybe a little bit for herself. Like she saw the suit and was just like, wouldn't Luke look gallant in this suit? Like, wouldn't he look great? You know? Yeah. I'd like to see that, you know? And of course it would be, it would, it would be nice for Rachel as well. But I think part of it is probably because of, she wanted to see it too. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Cause sometimes I, you get a little selfish in gift giving, you know, you go, you go, I would like to see what, what they look in this or how they would react to this rather than like, is this something they actually really want? Oh, <laughs> yeah. My husband totally loves to give gifts that he wants you to have right? instead of what you want. <laughs> I would be just giving TV seasons as gifts like constantly. If I would, if I constantly stuck to that rule, like you need to watch Mr. Robot. I don't. I, I have no interest in the show, whatever. It doesn't matter. Happy birthday. <laughs> Watch the <this> show. <laughs> Thank me later. Thank me later. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so at Chilton, Rory is zoned out during during Mr. Medina's class. And Paris, Medina. And Paris is still mad about Rory trying to fix her up with Tristan or, or in, encouraging Tristan to ask Paris out. Yes. So, so Mr. Medina talks to Rory, you know, I know I've been talking to your mother and, uh, you know, this whole breakup, it's, you're really taking it hard. And she was like, she was like, wait, what? You, (laughs) you're a mother are talking again. Also, it's like, yeah, they're talking and she's telling her, telling him about like things that Rory probably would want him not. Yes, that would be. Oh my gosh, that would be so embarrassing that your teacher knows things about your private life. Yeah. It's not like this is like uh, like okay, if he didn't have any sort of interaction with Rory, that would be one thing. But mm-hmm. he is teaching her in a class and she has to look at him in a certain way like as a teacher and like I don't know, like having that kind of knowledge would be would be really bothersome. <laughs> yes, it would be yeah. mortifying. Yeah, yeah. And she's also doubly mad because um she didn't know about Lorelai yeah. and Max on the phone all the time. Her mother didn't tell her. Uh, so oh so oh, she, this was really sweet when uh, Rory gets off the bus. Uh, Lane is waiting <laughs> for her with coffee. And yeah, Rory like states the whole like I, I don't want to be protected thing. Um, and I'm like, oh my god, they're fighting! No, they're <laughs> fighting. And Rory literally just after the, the the interaction, like she just throws the coffee in the trash. Mm. <laughs> I was like, no coffee abuse. Which is when Lorelai catches Rory, and who's probably just tired of her attitude, you know, and wanting her to like talk about it. I want gallant. I we got you know too much goofus or whatever. I love that Rory says, "Why can't you say a no- just say a normal sentence?" Which is <laughs> 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 like kind of meta, you know. Yeah. But yeah, this is where it comes up that Lorelai is also protecting Rory. That's why she didn't say anything about uh, Medina, and she didn't want to be like happy around her when she's going through like the you know the suppression over Dean. Yeah. And uh, so it's like Rory is just feeling just insulted and lied to. By both like her her people, you know, Lane and um, Lorelai, and then it's true though because as soon as like she 
she has this information. Now Rory like gets into this huge, bitter, nasty, like you're going to break up again. I've lost track about how many relationships you've gotten into and they just break up and, you know, um, and she's just super bitter about that. You know, and of course she just went through this whole thing with uh, her father coming back into her life and the potential of uh, having both parents in the house. And now it's Max Medina again. Mm. So I, I don't know. I think all these things just kind of add up inside her, her right. brain. <laughs> And she breaks. She takes off to Hartford. Where Emily and Richard are getting ready for a fundraiser. And Richard's in a weird mood. Yeah. We've never seen Richard like this before. He's he's acting weird. What what, what are you saying? I don't, I don't Just, understand. It, it seems like he doesn't. he's not interested in going to this place, right? He doesn't want to go to this fundraiser. And then Rory comes in and uh, Emily's like, Richard, pay the, pay the cab. Pay the cab. Okay. So Rory sits down. He was like, do you want a cocktail? <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Richard is definitely confused for sure. This is this is out of – this is probably a guy that, um, you know, has a has a pattern or, you know, has a certain schedule he runs by. Everything is by the clock. And so everything is um, – uh, it's a little, it's a little thrown off when, um, you know, we introduce this like foreign element, like yeah, he he's got to deal with teenage day. girl. Yeah, teenage girl doesn't fit into his routine. Like, there's a cab outside of my house, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so I do love that he's. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah, like Emily offers Rory to say, and then she says, "Say something encouraging, Richard." <laughs> Richard says, "Rory, I'm sorry you're upset, but I applaud your timing." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's like Richard is super happy that he doesn't have to go out and Emily of course is very happy that Rory yeah. has decided to come to her uh-huh. and is going to stay overnight at her house so um, so Lorelai gets home she can't find Rory she frantically calls Mrs. Kim and she mm-hmm. was like oh you don't know where your daughter is either huh <laughs> Yeah, it's like this whole thing where it's, it must be like you know, Mrs. Kim wasn't really understanding like all the different like uh, different like you know pop culture references and metaphors <laughs> that yeah. she's throwing into her cover, and then she's like, I don't have time to explain all this to you. So bye. <laughs> and uh, Max yeah. is out looking, and Sookie goes look to look for Dean. Mm-hmm. And then and Emily calls and said, "Oh, don't worry, she's here with us now." Now, okay, so. It sounds like Emily called right after Rory went up to her room, which, by the way, that was very quick. It was just like, hi, welcome. Are you okay? Do you want a cocktail? Okay. Are you okay? You want? You can stay here. Sure. And she just like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> like, I don't know how long it took the cab to get to the house, but um, I can't imagine Emily and Richard like going out like at like 9 p.m. <laughs> well, know? I mean, and it sounded like Emily was uh, a – this was something that she had uh, – what am I trying to say? That she was directing, that she was uh, coordinating. She sounded. It sounded like Emily was coordinating this fundraiser. Like Emily oh, really okay. couldn't miss this fundraiser. Huh. Uh, but for Rory, she will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then so, Max. They, okay, Max and Lorelai has this conversation about why aren't you telling me? Wait, 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 Pause. I'm pointing the remote at you. Emily. Okay, first off, I, you know, when we go to Lorelai looking frantically for Rory, I was like, what, what the? Emily hasn't called her yet? What the hell? But when she does call her, she says that she just got here. So it, so I was immediately, like, okay, cool. Emily's cool again. Um, 
she called like immediately after Rory went upstairs, which was because the interaction between the three of them was really quick. Uh-huh. Um, so it Rory wasn't there very long before Emily called Lorelai. Good. That's uh-huh. good. Uh huh. It's not cool. Is uh-huh. Lorelai's like, let me talk to my daughter. And Emily's like, no, you know, you guys need to cool. Off. Like you're going to play by my rules. I have a feeling that she needs to cool off. You need to cool off. Call, you know, call in the morning. However, Never mind. Uh, she's got to go to school. She's so close to school. Might as well go from here. And oh, it's Friday dinner tomorrow. Uh, she can come right to here, and then you can show. Yes, up. I you have control. I have control of the situation. I'm handling. I'm the captain now. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> I'm the captain now, which is not cool, Emily. Not. I mean, she thinks she's helping, and she wants to help. She really wants to be a part of Rory's life. She really wants to help fix things for Rory. Um, because again, second chance. Um, but yeah, not letting a mother talk to her daughter is just oh, not, yeah. not cool. She should have at least given Lorelai the, the the satisfaction of knocking on Rory's door, saying your mother's on the phone, and Rory saying I don't want to talk to her, and Emily saying I don't. She doesn't want to talk to you. Like mm-hmm. rather than just taking over the whole thing and saying I'm not going to let you talk to her right now. Mm-hmm. You, according to me and my ruling, mm-hmm. you both don't need to talk right now. I gave her a bedroom. Now I'm in control. <sighs> that really pissed. That, so that's again. That's where I was like, it, like I can see Emily's motivations and I feel for her, but I also like, I'm like, that's that's not cool, Emily. Yeah, not cool. Strings, anyway. strings attached. <sighs> so, yeah, Lorelai and Max. Did you count yeah, yeah. how many sp- tablespoons, heaping tablespoons that she put of coffee into the coffee filter? No. The six. <laughs> so uh, I make coffee every day uh-huh. and I use a, you know, a little perfectly measured cup or whatever. It's a little, hand, you know, little tiny measuring spoon cup thing. Uh-huh. And um, those, that's probably like a half a tablespoon. And it's like one for every like two cups of coffee you put uh-huh. in there. Uh-huh. And uh, so this would probably be equal to, I don't know, like 22 cups of coffee. I think that like, <laughs> heaping tablespoon, that's a lot of coffee grounds. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, either she's making a large pot of coffee. I didn't quite get a, get a look at how big the pot is or what the serving is. Uh, or that coffee is just as strong as she's worn Max to, in the past for. <laughs> you know, it's like, how does this woman sleep? <laughs> so, uh, Max being the Max that he is, mm-hmm. gently, um, even though Lorelai is worried about her child, he wonders why his name didn't come up. And at perfect timing, Max, this is a great time to talk about this. <laughs> Make it all about you. Uh, you know, and he, I, 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 I applaud the way it was written. Like he seems like he's coming at it gently, and Lorelai responds. You know, not like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" More like, "Okay, now I'm going to explain this to you." Um, but I don't know. I think in real life, it would be more of a, "Are you freaking kidding me right now with this?" <laughs> anyway, uh, breakfast at the Gilmore's. Oh, what do you usually? Oh, I just have a pop tart. I'll, I'll have Rosa. Uh, I'll whip you up one. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, do you usually take your lunch? We had lamb last night. We'd make a great sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, so funny! And it, like she gives her gives her like the pick of so much food, and um, 
but it, so Emily's like, oh no, no, I'll get you get you a pop tart. You know, have her make one for you, which would be interesting to have. See what Rosa does there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rory wisely is like, oh no, I'll have some eggs. <laughs> Uh, How does that also, scene end? I can't remember. What's like, what was the the punch? What was the punch of that scene? Well, I mean, Richard is reading his New York Times, but not as much. And Richard is charmed because Rory wants to read the New York Times with him. Uh-huh. So she, we see she grabs the arts section. Yeah, he's looking at the business stuff. Yeah, our, the first we our public. Do you have pub, you don't have Publix. Publix is from Florida. No. I think it's just like in the southeast. We got our Publix. Went to Publix first time. And uh, Morgan bought the New York Times. When we could buy the New York Times close to our house, it, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And Morgan, that's what Morgan got at the grocery store, the New York Times. <laughs> we came awesome. home and did the crossword puzzle. That was great. Yeah. It was like, um, that's, a, that's a memory. That's, that's like, that's a memory of Morgan's, you know, about <laughs> Rory's age, you know. Uh, smart kid. Yeah. <laughs> So we don't get to the punch just yet. We, I, I did make a note of this interaction where Emily does mention that Lorelai called the night before and Rory says, was she mad? And Emily says she was concerned. Like she just tries to – and here's Emily trying to protect her I guess. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, she, try, she just kind of cushions it. Like she was – she's not like, oh, she was worried sick and I told her that it was the best for both of you. That da, 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 da. She just says she was concerned. Like Lorelai, you know, I don't know. Concerned is – it just seems like she wasn't like worried, you know? She wasn't – she was just concerned. It seems so light, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. And uh, but we go on with Emily's being very happy because uh, uh, Richard actually put the paper down uh, at breakfast for her. So uh. that's, a, that's a good thing. Yeah. So we're at Luke's, and uh, Luke freaks. Out. I love Luke freaks out when he hears Rory ran away, and then oh. hearing about Dean, and it's like, oh, we're gonna do so many things. Uh, we're gonna get 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 Dean back over this whole thing. Yeah, they suggest like let's key Taylor's car, let's key Taylor's car and tell him Dean did it. Well, let's tell tell uh, tell Taylor that Dean littered and he walked his dog without a leash. So oh, and Luke's, Luke's wearing the belt. Oh, uh, his other one broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, likely story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you want to look more into the belt thing, but I took Luke, Luke's word for it. But oh, I, I didn't. I think that he really, he really likes the fact that Lorelai shopped for him. Yeah. Like he was like, this is significant. Mm, Okay. I can see that too. I guess it would be really big timing that, that his belt, uh, other belt would break. Yeah. When he has that new belt. So that would be such a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, I used to buy nice clothes for my husband and then (laughs) I stopped because he didn't wear them. (laughs) So I guess that is, that's like a, um, that's an affectionate thing, I think, to buy clothes that you want to see your mate wearing. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a yeah. that's a that's a that's a thing for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, this was really cute. Where Lorelai's passing the market, and she like it shows her passing by the window, and then she comes back because she sees yeah. Dean's at work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you're Lorelai like, oh is... no, don't confront him in the grocery store. Oh no, don't, 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 don't. This is gonna be Lorelai is super upset because. 
Rory is up at Emily's and she didn't talk to her and she they, she's been bitter these past few days of being acting like all this and she sees that Dean is the cause of all of it. Oh yeah. So now she's going to lash out on him because she warned him. You know, she she did. Yes. She she told him exactly what you know that that you know we should have known. We should have known that was a, you yeah. know, a, a, a foreshadowing of something uh-huh. to come. Oh, I definitely did. What, what, and, and it was true too, because he's like the whole town is treating him like a criminal. Like, yeah, the whole town's coming for you because they all love Rory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this whole stupid town thinks I'm the bad guy, and uh, uh, and so yeah. he finally lets because Lorelai still doesn't know why they broke up. Right. And he's like, you know, I said I loved her, and she left me hanging out there. I just didn't say anything, and. Dean kind of reframes this as as if he said I love you to Rory and they broke ended up breaking up. Where no, he said I love you to Rory. She didn't know what to say back. She was he got mad. He got super mad Mm -hmm. and broke up with her as because he could not just be patient and you know and wait for her. I mean, again, he's a teenager, so whatever Mm -hmm. you know. But it's it's not not good, Bob. <laughs> so yeah, it it does kind of make the scene does kind of make uh, Dean feel like this innocent, but really, I mean, we remember what happened. <laughs> it wasn't just "I love you," and Rory's like, "I don't know if we can be together anymore." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't it was, like a mutual thing. They yeah, they didn't was, just come I, to an agreement. Like he's acting like he was the dumpy, you know, where mm-hmm. he was the one that dumped her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. So now that Lorelai understands, she goes to Emily's and uh, she opens the bedroom door. Rory's laying on the bed and she jumps up and they hug. I love that Emily – I love the really – the posh sweater over her shoulders, by the way. Uh, I love that Emily like walks her in. Emily's sweater sets are adorable. Very (laughs) – you know, that's very Emily, her sweater sets. She walks her in, tries to stay by her side, tries to like, oh, let me let me go get her, like it, like try. And Lorelai pretty much just has to barge right past her in order to get to her daughter. Because and and, and thank goodness, like Emily didn't like, I don't know, put her foot down even more. Like, yeah. And when Rory jumps up out of the bed and goes and hugs Lorelai, it was almost like, oh, mom, you're here to rescue me. There was yeah. a weird uh, feeling like that. You're rescuing me from this prison. <laughs> Well, you know, it not even rescuing. I think, you know, I don't think Rory sees that place as a prison, but I'm sure she felt, I mean, since it was now her third night away from <laughs> Lorelai, <laughs> it must have felt very alien to be in this totally different environment, a totally different uh, room. You know, she, I'm sure she loves Emily and Richard, but her home is with Lorelai and that's always been her home and uh you know so i don't know if she felt like she was being rescued it was nah, more like she, she came for she, it. she came for me she's trying to make it right yeah uh and i'm over it and yeah maybe she's uh, hopefully she's over it too mm-hmm. so yeah lorelei you know we finally get to have lorelei gets to give her some great you know a great talk about um what am i teaching you what what yeah. example am i setting for you which is great I love yeah. it. Um, I, you know, she's like, "Oh man, I screwed up. I I should have I should have been ahead of this and and taught you about you know commitment and about you know when it's right to say I love you and uh, you know w- when to save it, whatever." Um, but 
yeah, I, I like that she's like, no, listen, don't be, you know, don't be afraid to experience things, you know, don't, don't, you know, shelter yourself. And also like, you know, like be ready for it. If it happens, if, if I love you happens, you know, and if it feels right, you know, say it back, you know, don't be afraid to, I don't know, experience love, I guess. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Yeah. And this, did a great job with that. Yeah. And this whole Hanson, you know, say you went to a Hanson concert. Mom, why would you <laughs> stop Hansen, me from going yeah. to a Hanson concert? Lorelai's obsession with the Hanson, Hanson brothers. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they leave and I love this little interaction. It's just like, Richard, I guess it's just the two of us again. And Emily says, guess so. And uh yeah, it's just so sad. It's like, yeah, you're like Emily, I don't think handled that whole phone call situation correctly. But mm-hmm. again, you can see where she's coming from. They they would love to have a second chance. They would love to have Rory in the house and be able to do it on her and take care of her. Um, and you know, like they just got a tiny taste of it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, the fact is, she's Lorelai's daughter. So. Um, and but then I, I just I just just thought it was so sad, you know, the whole I guess it's just, just us again, you know. Mm-hmm. Aw, because they've done this for like the past sixteen years. They've just been the two of them, you know. Mm-hmm. They lost their daughter, and I don't know. It's just sad. I again, the theme yeah, of the because- show really, really, you know, that chugging that scenario through it, and you know, it still there's pain there. Yeah, and that's why it, it's so good because you see both sides. You can see. Yeah. From Emily's point of view, too. Yep. Yep. Emily's not an unforgivable monster in this. <laughs> you know, she, mm-hmm. she acts, acts inappropriate one, one time because she thinks she's taking over a little bit and, and just s- clicks into that mode. And, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway. And then on the way home, they stop at Lane's and Ray hops Aww. out and gives Lane a hug. Aww, so, so cute. Yeah. And then Lorelai calls Max and says, you know, I'm going to call everybody in my in my contacts list and tell everybody at the end tomorrow that we're back together. Or together, back together, whatever. Were they ever really together? You know, that, that they're us seeing each other. That they're together. That they're a couple. Ugh. Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. All right. Love, Daisies, and Troubadours. Stop swearing on this sh- on the show. <laughs> this was really weird Okay, this cold open Where uh, Lorelai's awakened by Luke hammering And she goes out there, she talks to Luke Then she turns to talk to Babette And then Luke's gone And I'm like, is this a, is, was Luke a figment of her imagination? <laughs> I know. Either he's Batman Or he wasn't there at all <laughs> Yeah Yeah, was the hammering some sort of like guilty conscience thing? Like she's got to resolve this one last issue, Uh, you know, something. No, I'm just assuming that he like he he disappeared, moved on to something else, moved on, and yeah. But it was funny. It's like I love Lorelai. Just like yeah, what the hell, man? What do you? It's six thirty in the morning, you know, and you're out there bashing away with a hammer, and like. Like it's not like he told her he was going to do this. He he explains what he's doing and why he's doing it. But it, this is the seems like the first time Lorelai's hearing of this. Yeah, because uh, something was lo- like her handrail was loose. Yeah, and it turns out this is just a reason for him to avoid Rachel, Rachel. but also an excuse to be around Lorelai more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, she she's like just so like – I love how angry she is, how cranky she is in the morning because I'm sure she's up half the night because of the caffeine. And <laughs> <laughs> finally gets like three hours sleep and gets up at 6.30 like, ah, freaking out. Um, and And then, you know – after that, she locks herself out of the house and has to wake Rory up to uh, – and it also, I love that she's so annoyed by the hammering. But instead of just finding out what the hammering is, she goes to Rory and is upset that Rory's sleeping through it. So she <laughs> wakes her right up. Can't you hear that? That's <laughs> uh, funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, – Oh, the- everyone has ennui. Only yes. Uh, we don't ever find out why Michelle has ennui. Suki has it because she caught it from Michelle. <laughs> but do we ever find out why Michelle is sad? Nah. Why he has this metaphysical angst? That's weird. Uh, <laughs> it, it's I don't I don't even know why this scene is here because the only other thing like we find out that Suki uh, Suki is uh, a bit. Too empathetic, like she takes on um, sadness if somebody's sad, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, Lorelai and Max have this ridiculous. Oh, this is the part where uh, they they're like, "Oh, we saw each other, but now we want to see each other more." Yeah. And they're so happy, and they're so in love. Okay. And they do the "you hang up" game. It's just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but, so just like when everybody was in love a couple of episodes ago, and Lorelai was in a oh, funk, Lorelai is why. in love, and everybody's in a funk. Yep. And then she says, "It's as if we need. Uh-huh. It's as if we need, as as any good drama does, we need the lead character to, to be upset for for the show to move on correctly. When Lorelai is happy, it's not a, it's not good for the show." Because it gets boring, right? <laughs> That's okay. why Lorelai and Luke aren't together. It's because okay. the show would be boring if they were just together and there was no sort of angst going on. It, it, I wonder if they're making some sort of meta commentary here. Oh, you know, like maybe. Uh, the show. The show is like like Michelle and Suki and uh, Rory and even Babette are just all upset uh, <laughs> because Lorelai's happy. <laughs> Maybe I do love the punch of this scene, though. Oh, because- when, when uh, yeah, when Lorelai's like, I, you know, I don't have ennui. I have the opposite. What's the opposite of ennui? And so she said, <laughs> "Off way, <laughs> up top." And this is, I'm cured. <laughs> uh, I'll just say best sucky moment of this entire season. Yeah, that that really made me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. That's just I don't know. They, I, I, the laugh she lets out, you know, mm-hmm. so funny. Anyway. Then Lorelai's telling Rory about her dream that their house was Kentucky Fried Chicken. What's amazing is Lorelai calls it Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hmm, not KFC? Not KFC. Back then it was Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I haven't thought about that that much. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So she says something about oil and Rory's like, oh, that reminds me about my dream. This was my dream. And Lorelai says, you're doing that thing where somebody's telling them about their dream and it reminds the other pe- person of their dream and then oh, they, they take over that. the conversation. I hate that. It's about, and, or, not even just dreams. Like, 
I'm having this horrible problem, and it's like, oh man, this that relates. This is this is this is my problem. You know, it's like, no, 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 we're talking about my problem. Right well, now. Let, let me no, let me tell you what that is because I do that. I found out that's a personality thing because now maybe some some people do want to take over the conversation and make it all about them. But when I say, oh, I've had that dream too, and then I let it go, that's me saying I'm paying attention. I'm feeling you. Uh, right here, we we are we are eye to eye. I understand. I completely understand what you're talking about because I've experienced that too. And then I let mm-hmm. it go, and I let you continue. But that's what I do. I think that's only helpful if you're like I've gone through that same problem or I've had that same dream, and here's how I felt better about it. And you know, you can take my advice. Well, I'm not concerned not. about making about solving your problems. I'm concerned about you understanding that I am fully on board with what you're saying. <laughs> you're a terrible friend. Uh, <laughs> oh, good, you're listening. So. Thanks. Probably so. Uh, uh, wow, I don't even know how to go on after that. Oh, <laughs> then okay. Then Lorelai's trying to remember somebody's name that used to live there in Stars Hollow. Yeah, she can't remember. And then she goes and asks Luke. Oh, surprise! Luke is still there. He's found something else to fix. Mm. He can't leave the roof. It's like yeah. he's trapped. It's like he's trapped and can't leave. Uh huh. He's stuck to Lorelai. He finds Lorelai uh, uh, a, a better distraction, m- much more I- interesting to him than I guess so. Rachel. And so they're talking about you know the fat guy, the skinny guy, the this, the that, and Rory goes into the closet to do, I don't know what she's doing, but she finds the Rory box, the Dean and box. Oh, excuse me. Yes, the Dean box. <laughs> the Rory box will come up later. Yeah. And so, and then Lorelai oh, realizes, God. and you're like, oh, no, is Rory going to be mad? Yeah. And she gives her mom a kiss. She's grateful because she's moved on past that point. And Lorelai knew she would, that she would get mm-hmm. to that point where those things were important to her again instead of uh, uh, a reminder of the pain. And Rory kisses Lorelai and thanks her. She Two pulls things. out the, uh-huh. Two things. Uh, uh-huh. uh, number one, uh, when Lorelai is out there while uh, um, Luke is fixing the roof, it, just seeing them, like the camera kind of pulls back and shows him on the roof and her like babbling away. And they're just babbling away at each other. And it's just like, it's so funny. And he, and he also there's kind of a, like a Looney Tunes aspect to it where it's like he's hammering and it's right above her head. And he could easily drop the hammer on her head by mistake, you know? I don't know. It's just like, I just like, like. I, it was that. It was a moment where I was like, "Look at these two goofy characters. <laughs> like, are they so funny? Don't they deserve each other?" Because, you know, she's just. Pr- I don't even know what she was talking about. And, and they're speaking he w- the same language. Yeah, they're speaking the same language. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Number two. Uh, this is why the troubadour is uh, not important for the show because we have the la laws. And when Rory is going through the box, the sad la laws come out. It's that sad Lala's. Um, la 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 la. No, you're singing like Deck the Halls or something. It's just like um, la, 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 la 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 la. And in like your heart is just like oh my god. <laughs> Whereas I see like Grant Lee Phillips putting a, a a button on a scene, and I'm like, all right, man, move on. <laughs> We've got the Lala's. There's no need for a troubadour. Anyway. Okay. I'm starting a. I'm going to start a, a, a Facebook group against the the troubadour. <laughs> See how many people join me. So I'm going to invite Taylor Deuce 
first, first, Ducey, first. Anyway, so sorry. she pulls out her dress and the cornstarch and the bracelet he gave her for her birthday. And this yeah. was a nice, it was a, this was a good way to say, oh, remember season one, remember back, back before Christmas when all this mm-hmm. happened. Remember? Yeah, it reminded me of each of those things. Yeah. It's funny when, when, when it wasn't, it wasn't just the other day that most people watch these episodes like it was for <laughs> us. They didn't yeah. watch season one in just a couple of weeks. You know, it was, uh, it was nine months of their, of their year. Yeah. You know, it's funny when she put the box together in the first place and then was like, oh, here's the cornstarch and gives it to her. I forgot the significance of the cornstarch, but that is that is what she shoplifted from <laughs> Deuce's yeah. Market. I forgot. I forgot it was the cornstarch. But I remember when she pulled it out, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, I think Lane brings it up either earlier or later how, like, she's a shoplifter. Oh, yeah. It's when... Taylor like accuses her of looking like a shoplifter. Anyway, sorry, that's oh. actually coming up right now. Oh, okay, yeah, because sorry, because we had all that earlier about you know what day is it? Does deed work? Blah blah yeah. blah. Well, Rory is like, okay, I'm going in. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going in the market, but we, you know, we we got to move on with this. She's right. ready to move on. So, uh, and and Lane is like, yes, I'm ready for for old Rory to come back. Yeah. So excited. She, yeah, she goes in and uh, Taylor's like, you fit four of the eight characteristics of a shoplifter. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you wear those baggy clothes. She said, but I tend to run cold. <laughs> uh, she says, I want to talk to your bag boy. And Rory gets to have a conversation with Mikey, the bag boy, which again, like Roger, the guy that uh, works the desk uh, with uh, Michelle, uh, we're probably never going to see again, except for that one little uh, joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably so. I know when when you know when he was introduced in this scene, I was like, "Who is this person? We've <laughs> never seen him before." So uh, yeah, that was weird. And so, so yeah, the Rory jealousy decided that Rory has just decided that Dean has a new girlfriend, a slutty because- Thursday afternoon girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I, the word slutty coming out of Rory's mouth is a little bit jarring. Yeah. But anyway. All right. So and, and again with the troubadour, they walk by the troubadour. The camera's like, oh, the troubadour. And it's like, no, 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 no. Stay with Rory and Lane. Those are the and, or, or black or, or fade the scene. We don't need the troubadour. People are probably really tired of listening to us at this point. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh Surprise, surprise, there's going to be some more Troubadour talk coming up. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Troubadour. A lot of Troubadour. All right. So, at Chilton. Oh, uh, Tristan has PJ Harvey tickets. Mm -hmm. And he's just just so determined. Like, he's not asking Rory to go. He's telling her she's going to this concert with him. No, I'm not going. Yeah. Do you know the uh, kombucha girl drinking... The kombucha drinking girl meme that's going around, that goes around, that's been around, where no. it's one, one, she like takes a sip and then her, her first taste is like, oh, and then her neck, and then it goes to the next panel and she's like, ooh, and she's like, actually, oh, this is pretty good. Okay. I know what you're talking about. This scene yes. is like a reverse kombucha girl. Cause I was like, PJ Harvey tickets. That means we're going to see PJ Harvey in concert and Gilmore girls. And I can't believe they scored PJ Harvey. And then, and, and, and then we have a squishy face like, Oh, it's with Tristan. And Tristan thinks that, uh, it's, it, she's, he, she's just going to have a date with him. And yeah, uh, it's like, he's trying to buy her. Like yeah. there would be strings attached. If she says yes to Tristan, Oh, it's just, 
bad. Bad things would happen. That would be a date. I can't date you. And he's like, well, I'll give you permission. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me? Um, yeah, they um, they set the clock back on Chilton this episode. And it really kind of bothers me. Uh, yes. Know? Yes. After Tristan, we made all that progress with Tristan. Yep. Tristan has reverted back to being early season one Tristan. Just a and, jerk. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad I've hated him all this time. And now I can go back to really hating him because the writers are like, okay, hate this character again. Okay. Happy to. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is the real Tristan. He's not real he's not a nice guy. And but then Tristan tells Paris, Madeline, and Louise that he's going to this concert with Rory. Yeah, like like Rory has no say in this matter. She's going with me. And where is the progress that Paris has had? Gone. Paris mm-hmm. is set back to early season one Paris. Instead of building on that relationship that she's had with Rory, yes, she there is a little bit of that anger about the whole her setting her setting her up with Tristan for a date. But I didn't think it was so bitter that Paris is like, I'm going to fucking ruin you. <laughs> like, just completely knee-jerk. Like, I am pissed now. Not going to talk to you about it at all. This is I'm just mad about it. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Again, this teenagers, I guess, might be like this. But, man, I was like, oh, I was liking Paris. Now I hate her again. Yeah. Yeah. You gave Paris a little bit of power and she's going to. <laughs> yeah. Mess up your world. <sighs> so I, I really feel bad that the writers decided to go. Well, everything is too easy at Chilton for her. <laughs> <laughs> we want we want more of that. You know, her that- being this like you know outcast feeling. Maybe maybe there's something they want to mine out of that in season two. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um. So l- lovely little. Uh. You know. What what are the? It's like we we'll need to come up with the, uh, a name for like a, like a taste of the town. Like we these, these quick little things where you kind of the camera goes by and we see like Miss Patty. What's going on in Miss Patty's studio? And there's a Swan Lake yeah. <laughs> rehearsal going on. It's beautiful, you know. And uh, but it's just I don't know. It's like where did that come from? <laughs> I guess I you know. Yes, I guess this is a ballet school, but it's like we're up, they're real, these kids are really good. You know? Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty high standards for these very small ballerinas to take yeah. on Swan Lake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they go past. Oh, this is this is Rachel and Lorelai walking through town, right? Yeah. And they go past. Oh, they go past the fire station, and there's these little children out there hugging the Dalmatian. Mm-hmm. And then we run into the troubadour. We the troubadour again. And he starts and it's like And then we hear this whistling And a guitar and across the road Is another troubadour and I'm like No However isn't this guy from Freaks and Geeks Yes that's where I know him from He's been in a million things I was like I was like actually I like That actor better (laughs) Maybe (laughs) I wouldn't be so bothered He is an actor Yeah Where what's his name Grant Lee Phillips Is not an actor right right And again I don't I'm not. I'm not an expert on acting, so I can't really. It, his his presence is more jarring to me than his act. Like, oh, he's a bad. Act. It's not that. It's that I'm like, what? What? Why are we doing this? You why just hate the this? character. I just hate the character. Yeah. Well, that's like Rachel. Why do I hate Rachel so much? I, I, because I I feel like she's not really a threat. You know what mm. I mean? Like I'm not yeah. feeling territorial. I just, I think she's a terrible actor. 
I think she's a soap opera actor who fits into really? a soap opera world, and she does not fit into this uh this because when she's talking with Lorelai, like I, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Wow! It like, it I did like not get that at all. <laughs> oh my god! Like it's so phony and fake, and I can't stand it. It, it hurts me in my soul. I'm not <laughs> emotionally invested in the character. I, uh-huh. you know, I'm not going to miss her. Um, uh huh. However, I'm de- it's definitely not a nails on a chalkboard thing for me. She's like one note. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, say Lorelai's dialogue, inflections, <laughs> uh, whatever, go from zero to ten and back down to zero, just like yeah. up and down, it fluctuates. This Rachel character's, this actor's uh, uh, dialogue presentation it just stays at a five. Wow. It's just five, 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 five. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't notice that. However, when you said she's one note, I, I definitely – my mind went to the Bechdel test and I'm like, this character definitely fails the Bechdel test because <laughs> every scene that she's in has something to do with Luke, talking about Luke or interacting with Luke. Uh, yeah. Like every scene. Yeah, but like with television – Her introduction, maybe. There's a, there was a little bit – like we have to say where this character's from. But besides that, it's always been about Luke. <laughs> Yeah, with television and the kind of character she is, like I don't expect you know to find out about her parents and you know right, or whatever. Right, right. But still, it's just it's so she's so phony and fake. I don't believe her one bit, and her her uh, delivery of dialogue is just it's just so limited. It's just oh, it just does not fit with 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 uh, Graham, Lauren Graham. Okay. <laughs> where are we at? Where are we? Are, where are we? Are? Fantasy living. So we just destroyed Rachel's character. Now we're we're about to talk about Luke breaking into Lorelai's house. Oh yeah. So like Lorelai's like, who's in my house? Or uh, uh, Rory weighs like five ounces or whatever she says, <laughs> and it's Luke. He broke in the back door because and he wanted to prove that the the lock was bad. That 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 criminals look for these locks because they're it's a bad design and right and so uh why is luke avoiding rachel luke <laughs> needs to know oh it's living in that little apartment with rachel it's cramping his style and he's not used to you know where, where yeah. he left the milk and he's a loner and and he's coming up with all sorts of excuses life with rachel it doesn't live up to the fantasy that he had yeah and uh, so again, she's she tells him to give it a chance and to stop working on her house. I thought, yeah, stop. Whole, so he's working on the Win- Winchester Mystery House. It was very funny to hear that yeah. word Winchester. Taking <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, about the to to the beginning of the scene, though, I just wanted to point out, like it, like yes, he broke in to prove the lock didn't work, but it seemed like he broke he broke in because like he needed to be in there like he didn't set out to show her that it was a cheap lock it looked like he was trying to break create in. another reason to be there right right that he is trying to get away from Rachel so hard that he would literally throw himself through a door to get, <laughs> to get in so uh yeah Whew. yeah we did. he does not need to be with her uh meanwhile uh uh, quickly, I mean, we're, we're running long here, so so like uh, Rory makes uh, Dean's little sister cry. Yeah, <laughs> because we find out that Dean has had pictures, and she gets obsessed on with has pictures or had pictures. Like, and then she's like, "Go, go check out his room. It's, he'll never know. He'll never know." And she's like, "She scared me." There's this whole Girl Scout thing. The Girl Scout mm-hmm. scared me. 
There's a town meeting. This is really sweet where they take a whole bunch of junk food to the town meeting and Max gives uh, Rory and Laura Lai ring pops. Yes. uh, When they're walking together down the street, I was like, well, look at this, you know? Look at this little family. A little family here situation. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and Lorelai acts like she's offended that he bought her such a childish gift. But (laughs) behind his back, her and Rory decide to swap flavors. (laughs) (laughs) I love that the the food at the meeting becomes an immediate issue with Taylor and Lorelai just confuses. It just throws words at him until he's confused enough to to move on. (laughs) Yeah, and I can understand that. Like, I, I... that makes total sense. <laughs> uh, so, oh, the issue, the troubadour raises an issue. And Taylor's like, are you not a vagrant? You know, are you not just panhandling for money? No, he doesn't act, He doesn't take money if you offer him money because Miss Patty tried to pay him. And uh, and he was like, where do you live? Where do you work? He was like, that's, that's all part of the mystique. I don't want the people mystique, to know these yeah. things. Yeah. And the I, other guy's like, I run a Kinko's. <laughs> Uh, and he says, I want to speak through my music. Yeah. And uh, so then Rory, okay, so Rory and Dean yeah, are both Taylor, there. Yeah, Taylor brings up this whole, like, why does the troubadour, why would a troubadour sing songs without, you know, like getting money for it? And so Rory jumps up and says, um, just all this whole thing about, like, sometimes you can't talk, you, what, you, sometimes you have to express yourself through music, basically. And she really, her whole, her whole quote, uh, her whole like line of dialogue really speaks a lot about like w- wanting to talk to Dean and Gant and all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm really mad here. Why okay? are you mad? <laughs> because this troubadour, which by the way, on his guitar case is the words Grant Lee and duct tape over Phillips. <laughs> So we know that this troubadour's name is Grant Lee now, or he stole a guitar case from somebody named Grant Lee, uh, <laughs> which I was just like, why would they leave that on camera? Like, that's his actual name. Why would they do that? Maybe uh-huh. it's a, like an Easter egg for, you know, people who love this character uh, and love Grant Lee Phillips. Um, again, nothing against the actual artist. <laughs> I'm sure I like a song by him. Um, but it really pisses me off where he's just like, No. There cannot be another troubadour in this town. The town can only have one troubadour. That's how troubadours work. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you can't just kick. like, and, and the town seriously votes to kick this other troubadour out of town. Like, you can't have two people playing music in a town. Like, yeah, sure. Do me a favor. You know, don't be playing music right next, right across the street from me. Sure. But the whole town? Like, <laughs> Like, why can't they be like, oh, I get in front of I, – I'm going to be in front of Taylor Ducey's and you could be in front of Miss Patty's or something like that. You know, why, could, why couldn't they work out something between them? And I guess by the end of the episode, it seems like they've like – he's like, I'm going to like whistle along with you or something. Or, But it really makes me mad that like – okay, I freaking hate the troubadour, okay? But then <laughs> then it's like this guy is so petty that he's like, no, no, no. You can't have more than one of me. It has to be just me. Not cool, man. Screw that troubadour. I think the troubadour is adorable. I think it's just <laughs> delightful. I love all of it. Uh, I'm so glad that you've you've come for the troubadour's defense because yeah, uh, I, I think it's tired. Ador- I just think it's a whimsical, cute thing that they've put in. 
Uh-huh. It's like not Im- not important. It's not important. Here till the adorable. end of the series. About, and, okay, and, uh, I'll tell you that I was I ordered a a uh, Dorothy Parker book because you know uh, Amy Sherman Palladino's production company is Dorothy Parker Drink Here. So okay. the one of the books that Rory was reading about Dorothy Parker, I, I bought. It has little short little because you know she wrote for the. New York Post or, or whatever, just short little short stories. And they're not really stories. And it really, it, it, Amy Sherman Palladino is very much like Dorothy Parker. She, it's very, it's witty, but. Back, Dorothy have a funny hat? Probably, yes. <laughs> back in the day, there was like no point to it. It okay. was just, it was just very witty writing. And whereas today we have to have like a punch mm-hmm. at the end, like it has to. It has to uh, elevate at the end. It has to have a, a funny punch at the end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But with the Dorothy Parker's witticisms, it's just the point of being witty. It's mm. just a witty, cute little thing that hmm. doesn't mean anything, that doesn't go anywhere. It just is. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate it. And cool. it And it just really, re- it's very much like... Amy Sherman Palladino. So, and you're you're just equating the troubadour to this, like it doesn't yes, have to mean it's anything. Just a, it's it's like, just a witty little cute little thing. It, okay. it is what it is, and it doesn't. If you say have so, to, it doesn't have to have that punch at the end. That's the thing. They keep using the troubadour as like some sort of punch at the end. Like he keeps ending scenes by panning over to him, and uh-huh. it's like I just I just see an artist like promoting his music, you know. Uh-huh. It's as if they're like We had an episode of Buffy And the band on stage was like You know Like the same band And they they played a, a new song every episode And and uh, and you know And it's almost to the point where like I mean, He literally has a guitar case now That says Grantly on it So it's but, like But like in Buffy you know We had all these bands on the stage At, mm-hmm. at the bronze And then it like culminates with Amy Oh my god we have Amy Mann we have Amy oh, yeah. Mann on the stage. Oh my God, she has dialogue, and then that's it. it. It was fun, you know. Like I would love it if they switched out the troubadour and like every 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 episode, there's a different troubadour. Every couple episodes, there's a different famous person playing guitar on the street, and that that I wouldn't care about. I'd be like, oh, that's funny. Okay, there are some artists I'd be like, oh, why did they pick that person? <laughs> but besides that, <laughs> anyway, so. They kicked the tr- the other troubadour out of town, which is just like wow. Okay, but he was an actor. You know, he wasn't real troubadour. <laughs> you know, he was only there, you know, for this cute little bit. Like, uh, n- like not only the troubadour, the troubadour is like there are rules, and you have to stick by. Like, he, sorry, you can't just like manage a kinkos and and like to play guitar on the side of the street. You know, nope. that, what's the law against that? Oh, well, Stars Hollow has one. What kind of oppressive <laughs> society is Stars Hollow? <laughs> because that's the kind of crazy I, stuff that they do in Stars Hollow. It's I like good crazy. <laughs> I don't like I don't like this. Like you can only have one person playing music on the street. Crazy. OK. All right. Uh, Rachel. <laughs> and also, oh. I like that Taylor and Luke doesn't like him. <laughs> I'm right with them. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Rachel, sorry, we'll move on. That's funny that, that Taylor and uh, Luke both agree on something. All right. So Luke walks into the diner where Rachel has been covering for him because, oh, my gosh, can you imagine having a – you're the only one that works in this diner. 
Yeah. And you, like this, Luke has to work a lot of hours. He can't mm-hmm. just like go to a town meeting, right? Or go or go shopping. Well, maybe it's not as busy because it's, it's a town meeting. Mm-hmm. Yep, everybody's at the town meeting. So Rachel walks out from behind the counter and she has her bags. Mm-hmm. Na, 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 na. It's another girl. Hey, <laughs> it's another girl. What? Oh, it's another yeah. girl for you. And she says, your heart's not in it. And again, she asks about Luke and Lorelai's relationship and he starts stammering again. And that's that's uh, very telling to her. And she says, don't wait too long to tell her and leaves. And no, 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 no. Hey, hey, goodbye. Yay. Um, okay. I support you in your Rachel hate. Okay. That's okay. What a, that's well, what I mean, I support does. you. I support you in your troubadour hate. Like, no, you can't- no, no. It sounds like you're just listening. <laughs> Well, uh, oh, I was just putting up with it. I was just <laughs> sorry. I mean, I you you feel the way you feel, you know. Mm-hmm. The heart wants what the heart wants, and you don't want you, your heart does not want Troubadour. But so you you you're ready for Rachel to leave too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want Max to leave too. The same. I mean, I'd want the, the Luke and Lorelai to be together. So yeah, I just wonder if that was like the point of. You know the big, uh, the big ending right. that we got was Rachel's leaving. Yay! Luke and Lorelai can be together. Oh well, we and she's giving him the advice of of go tell her, uh-huh. and he's going to. Uh-huh. But but we have this this uh, new uh, wrinkle here. Well, there's a there's a quick scene at Chilton. I mean, we kind of talked about it already that we've decided to reverse Chilton the characters. Louise mm-hmm. is now calling her Mary again, and she says, not for virgin, for typhoid. <laughs> typhoid <laughs> Mary. And, yeah, Paris completely turns on her and says that she's going to – like, Rory um, wants to work for the paper next year, but Paris is going to be the editor. So she's she's going to determine where Rory works on the paper and, uh, you know, like doom and gloom ahead, you know. After all that – we already talked about it. and we, We're going long, so. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Paris is in control, and she's gonna. Yeah. They have a all great right. accent where the, they have a, they have the um, the malls um, standing on the stairs and then turn like simultaneously and walk away from her. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a nice shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Luke is here to say what he wants to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lorelai's dressed for a date. Mm-hmm. She looks really good. She was like, "Oh, stairs then shoes, stairs then shoes." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, in the past. I've taken a tumble down these stairs trying to do too many things at one time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Luke comes from his for his toolbox that he accidentally left. Mm-hmm. He is so about to say it to her. Yeah, she looks and so then. good. She looks so good. Uh-huh. And then uh, Max, Max comes in. He, he tried to be late. Watch them kiss. Uh-huh. Uh, so Max and Luke finally meet. Chests get puffy. Yes. Uh, the swords Luke come had- out. Luke had to tell Max about how he, him and uh, Lorelai are very good friends and that he fixes things around the house. Yeah, I got to say, Luke is definitely the antagonist in this, but I think it's just because he's really upset that, you know, he finally got the nerve up the teller and this other, he's got to compete with this other guy now. Mm-hmm. And when, when he leaves, Lorelai says, you know, uh, when, you know, you were swinging those things around. <laughs> I do love Luke's line before he leaves. Uh, Max is like, doesn't matter what time it is. I'll always be around. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Max is saying, you know, you'll see her tomorrow, but you won't see her too early. Right. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter what time. I'll always be around. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Then Max is jealous of Luke, and and she was like, there's no there there. Right. You know, because he, oh, I know what it was. They get into it because Max wants to argue with, you know, we were broken up. I dated. I'm sure you dated, too. Like He's insinuating that... That Luke and Lorelai must have slept together. There was some sort of vibe that he's catching between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he says something like, I had some get down soul train <laughs> dating. Like, what? Is he implying that he, I mean, is he I making think, a racist implication? No. Oh, I didn't even think about that. No, I think that what they're saying is there's a difference between he dated a girl or two, you know, just like casual, you know, like light dating. Yeah. And a difference between that and having a relationship and having an intimate relationship. Okay. It's like he's saying, I don't, I don't know what they're she saying. Says, she says that she slept with Christopher. They, they had sex on the balcony. Oh, yeah. I slept with, with Rory's dad, which is right. even worse than sleeping with Luke. If you right. thought you were upset that I slept with, uh, with the idea of me sleeping with Luke, I did sleep with somebody, and it was Rory's dad. He's very important in Ugh. her life, so that's even more of a – and this is mm-hmm. – we go back to when they originally broke up because he was – he gets very pragmatic. He's like he, – he talks around it. He's like, why is this weird between us? Um, and, and, like, and he talks like about the relationship like, like – this is something that is bad, and I don't like it. And I, I, I you know, I don't know. It, it, it's just the way he was talking about it before. Like, this makes me uncomfortable. Why does this make me uncomfortable? Why is this? Why do we have to? Why do I have to experience pain in a relationship? You know. Um, and then he says that you know, there's only one thing to do. And, and she says, "Oh, break up." And he says, "No, get married." Get married. Yeah. So this is the second proposal Lorelai has gotten this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Lorelai is uh, uh, genuinely upset. This, you know, it, a proposal shouldn't come at the end of a fight. It should be magical. And she lists all these things, including a thousand yellow daisies, uh-huh. and, uh huh, a horse, strong carriage, and all this stuff. It would be weird if you were on the horse, but <laughs> we could work with that <laughs> or something like that. And they decide to start the evening all over again instead of, and you know, you know, she doesn't say yes or anything. Um, and as they're about to leave the house, she says she strangely says goodbye to Luke's toolbox, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like, is that a way for her to say goodbye to whatever feelings that she had for him? Or I don't know. That was weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have that emotional thing. Then we have Tristan um, even trying to steal Rory's books to make him go, yeah, make her go to, the, to force her to me? go. Yeah. Again. Yes. Teenage boy. Just. Totally reverse on any character development, but whatever. Uh, yeah, he says these tickets. You know, these tickets cost me a fortune. They cost your dad a fortune. Yeah. And then he was like, "I don't even. I'm not even a fan of this PJ Harvey guy. PJ Harvey's a girl." <laughs> and he snatched her books. And then she turns the corner, and there's Dean waiting on her. And he sees Tristan with her books. And he's pissed again with his fragile male ego, teenage boy bullcrap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess and, definitely the wrong idea. <laughs> yeah, and so and she's not going to let him leave. She's like, no, stop, don't leave. And uh, Turns out that she, I love the moment where she's like, you had a Rory box? <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's where so it was cute. stuck in my brain. Yeah, she was like, oh, hold on, I'm lost. 
Uh, oh, yes. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, so Dean, <laughs> Dean came here. I, my, my scrolling, I got out of control. Oh, so, okay. so yeah, Dean was like, I don't even know why I'm here. You know, I look like an idiot. I uh, see him. I see you, him, you and him together. And, uh, and he said, I thought you came to my house to, to talk to me. I thought you wanted to talk to me. She said, oh, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had a, uh, Dean has a Rory box. And uh, and she, finally she says, I love you. Yeah. And so they have a you. big, a big Dean, awkward smooch. Dean, stop. Why? Because I love you, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and they kiss. And Tristan sees and is angry um, and um, leaves Rory's books there and walks away. I was waiting for him to just throw him on the ground, but it looks like he set him down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Funniest part about this whole thing, this whole romantic scene, there's a PJ Harvey song playing. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. So it's, a double, it's like a double F you to Tristan. <laughs> and that kiss is so terrible. Oh, you thought so? <laughs> yes. Oh. It's not a TV kiss. Oh, I didn't really. I guess I didn't It might be like enough. a real teenage boy kiss. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, okay. Um, that's, that's wonderful. I, I guess I'm happy to see them back together. I mean, uh, are we, are we, I mean, I, I, again, I don't, it, I didn't like how the argument that happened was reframed when Lorelai talked to Dean and I'm not sure if they think that we're going to forget about what happened. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm hopeful. I, I definitely like Rory and Dean together better than, um, Lorelai and Max. I just enjoy. I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that it's Jared Padalecki, <laughs> and I like Jared Padalecki. Yeah, but also like, you know, how will Dean react when there's more problems in the future? Like, was this was this a one one off problem? Staff, where staff, she uh, ha- he has definitely learned his lesson. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rory and Dean are definitely OTP. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. Anyway, gotta give it up for my boy Max. Yes, I'm gonna just give it up for because man, this guy is like you. You want freaking romance, man? I will not only uh, disturb Michelle <laughs> uh, amazingly by this flower delivery a thousand. Yellow daisies. Lorelai walks in and he's not even there. Max is so baller that he doesn't need to pull the thing where um, he's standing there with all the daisies around him, you know? And, you know, he waits for her to call. (laughs) And I was just like, that is such a baller move. And then he is so ready for it, you know? He goes into this whole thing where he says they're in a bad pattern, they need to break it. And he says, and he and he goes to the literature, and he just talks about how it's full of all these characters that make bad decisions. And he's, you know, in teaching it and re- reading and teaching it, he realizes that he should have been taking all those bad decisions as lessons and tenets to follow. Um, and and now he's going to do. He's going to be like kind of like this, you know, man of action in in this relationship. He's he he. I don't know. I. I it would be a mistake for them not to be together, you know, for them to give up. It would, it, but, uh, you know, this is an opportunity that shouldn't slip by. Um, he's got to follow his own lessons and, uh, and doesn't demand that she answer that, that it's even more ball. It was just like, 
here I'm gonna so and it's so emotional and Lorelai really is affected. The tears are coming down her face. It, Max like really hits a home run here. Like this mm-hmm. is this is the end of a romantic comedy. You know, this is this is sleepless in Seattle kind of speech, you know. And mm-hmm. uh uh I not not a fan of them being together, but I, I respect the man for this move. And uh okay. he tells, her to, tells her to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. So Yep, which is would work work better for her than how he previously did it. Right. All right. So Amy Sherman Palladino, this is what she said about about. Oh, cool. Okay. The well, not about the speech, but about the, <laughs> the daisies. Uh huh. It wouldn't be roses. Daisies are such a hearty, everyday Joe kind of flower. A flower you can really get behind. A blue collar flower. We didn't want it to be daffodils or something sort of wispy or too Jane Austenery. We wanted it to be something really real. A thousand yellow daisies actually sounds like a lot, but when you put a thousand yellow daisies in a big room like our set, it's kind of like a table arrangement. <laughs> Three or four times we had to send people back to get yellow daisies. I think we wiped out yellow daisies on the West Coast. <laughs> well, they didn't have a whole bunch of artificial ones. <laughs> they were real. Wow. Wow. We, we had to fill the room. The whole point is she walks into the room. It's a room full of daisies, yellow, and beauty. It's beautiful uh, seeing her in that room, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's such a, uh, you know, when you think about Gilmore Girls, that's like one of the one scene that really sticks out to you. Yeah. It, it reminded me of uh, Big Fish with you and McGregor standing there and all those flowers. Mm. Um, so... Um, so it's like Lorelai is super happy. You know, she's ready to say yes because she goes to Luke's and Luke is like, notices how impatient she is and she wants to get moving, get, get the coffee go. And she can't, it's something big's happened. She can't tell Luke until she tells Rory and mm-hmm. gives him a daisy and says the whole town is getting a daisy today, which, uh, I was just like calling everybody in the phone book kind of thing. Like Lorelai, like when Lorelai uh, falls from this one it is going to be super embarrassed. Like everybody is in her business uh, so deeply at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they not only got a phone call from them saying, hi, I just want to let you know I'm with Max Mediana. Okay. Good to talk to you. Lorelai. <laughs> then she's going to get, a, get personally visit them and, and give them a daisy or maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm assuming that she's going to personally like, She's not going to send a send Kirk around, I guess. Maybe she could. Um, so anyway, I love this moment. I was wondering how are they going to end this season, and uh, I think this is pretty satisfactory. Yeah, with them running across the opposite ends of the street, ready to tell each other about everything, and yeah. I just uh, and it pans out. And we see the we see the town of Star Stars, or at least the town square of, of Stars Hollow, where I definitely uh, visited a couple months ago. Um, <laughs> And uh, and they're in the middle of it, and they're so happy, and they're so excited. But uh, yes, and they play of... "Welcome to Our Little Corner of the World." Oh, is that the song? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and it, 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 I don't know. I, I think of it more of a, a pause than an actual season finale. Like I don't know if I'm entirely satisfied with everything. How everything ends as if if this was the series finale, I don't know if I'd be entirely like, okay, that all fits. <laughs> but I am happy for for them, for them both, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it it finishes their character arcs well. I it well, 
romantically, I guess they've decided that they're going to give give it another shot with her their respective uh, mates. But where's Emily in all this? You know, Emily is the third character in the show, and she is just she's missing from this episode. Um, I, I mean, you know, I guess they put a button on where it ends up in the last episode, but I wasn't exactly happy that we didn't get any Emily and Richard in this episode. Uh, well, well, we had to have a lot of Troubadour stuff, and he's such a great character. He's a magical person, and gosh, you just, it's not, it's so awesome to have him here. <laughs> yeah, but with, ha- okay, <laughs> with just the way the show is set up with having the Friday night dinners with Emily and Richard, it doesn't, it, with Emily and Richard so, uh, removed from stars hollow it kind of makes it hard to have an excuse to have emily and richard there in stars hollow to finish up the season you know what i mean like they're just emily and richard stay in hartford most of the time having emily come to stars hollow was that that episode was so good because it was so different because emily never comes to start you know when they showed up at the birthday party at the beginning was, of the season, that was that was, that was yeah. huge. So, uh, yeah, interesting just, note though. Just the way the show set up. Hmm. I don't know. The interesting note though, when Rory goes looking for Dean in Ducey's Market, um, he's not there, and she says he's hanging out with some sort of slutty Thursday afternoon girl. Meaning it's Thursday. Meaning the next day, which we're in right now, I believe, would be a Friday. So it would be a nice way to end the show. Also, um, by going to that one last dinner, because that's just the, one of the main things they set up for the show is these two. Rory has to pay for school, and Lorelai's got to put up with her parents as a result of that. And you know, and the, that relationship is one of the main parts of the show. And it's weird that they take a break from that in the, the the season finale. I don't know. It's a twenty-one episode season too. I wonder if they <laughs> if they got the full twenty-two, maybe they would have had a little bit more there. Uh, I just feel like they, uh, the next to the last episode, they kind of finished that. Oh, it would be weird if we had a season finale without Rory. You know, <laughs> it just seems like uh-huh. Emily is just as much a part of the show as Rory is. But the but those uh, but Emily in Wonderland was such a huge episode for her. Yeah. And P.S. I Love was pretty big, pretty pretty Emily heavy. That they used up all her time, I guess. Still powerful speech from Max and wonderful romantic moment there with with that and also with uh, Rory and Dean and a wonderful reunion between mother and daughter in the streets of Stars Hollow at the end. So it's a nice it was a nice button, but and and it gave me the feels. Um, but yeah, that's that would probably be my only complaint. Like, where's Emily? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So uh, season season one is done. Yay! One and done. Uh, it, it was I, great. I enjoy the show. Yeah, it's it's delightful. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, I, I think the third episode was weak, and I think the Rachel part is awful. She's she, she just doesn't. I just think she doesn't fit in the world. Uh, I'm interested. You know, obviously everybody knows my complaints. Tristan Troubadour, um, also <laughs> um, taking a great character like Paris and making her super petty again. Um, that, that sucks. Um, and I, I really am looking forward to watching, uh, uh, the first four of season two and find out like, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, you write a bunch of episodes, you put them in, you produce them, you put them out there. And then you have like a month or two after the last few episodes air 
um, where you're getting ready to go start writing season two. And I just wonder what lessons the writers took from how the season turned out and what the reaction was to it that mm-hmm. they're like, well, first off, we got to go, go make the troubadour one of the main characters. Obviously, Gilmore Girls is Lori, Lorelai, Rory, Emily, and uh, Grant Lee Phillips. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, I'm just interested to see, like, you know, because every season kind of changes a little bit, you know. Well, okay, let me tell you. I'm, I'm glancing at the cast of the first episode of season two, and I do not see Grant Lee Phillips in the IMDb. Uh, <sighs> list so there good good Good. stay away okay all right so season two when we start next week it will be episodes one two three and four it will be sadie 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 uh i wonder who that's gonna be about um (laughs) there was some i saw that episode title right before i turned off netflix uh, you know next episode sadie sadie and i was like it reminded me of something, but now I'm, it sucks. I I can't remember what it was. So what, what's the next up? Sorry. Okay, number two, hammers and veils. Hammers and veils. Well, hammer. I immediately think of uh, Luke. So I'm thinking there's a the the wedding is happening, and Luke is super mad, and he is he's working on the dragonfly because Lorelai doesn't want him at the house, so he's now working on the dragonfly, and he's taking out all his aggression on on renovating that place for her. Red light on the wedding night. Oh, okay. So this is the wedding episode. Interesting. Um, red light. That means stop, which that makes me happy. Stop the wedding. Okay. And the fourth episode is the road trip to Harvard. Oh, it uh, looks like this is an episode. I mean, it sounds like an episode where Lorelai and Rory go check out Harvard together. Or maybe it's uh, Rory and uh, and Emily or Richard. Um, but um, You know, Richard's a Yale man. Oh, it definitely wouldn't be Richard then. Probably not Emily then either. So yeah, probably we're probably going to get a a, a a trip to Harvard. Maybe Rory goes with Dean. And oh God, Dean realizes, oh man, she's got a future and she's going to be so, you know, and this is, I, I'm just a bag boy and oh God, it's going to be a pacey thing for, for it's totally going to be a pacey thing for Dean. He's going to screw up this relationship realizing that she's going to move on to things and why bother? There you okay. go. There's your All right. <laughs> Problem solved. To season two. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, uh, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, email us uh, your complaints at uh, we don't want to wait at gmail.com. Uh, add us on Twitter. Uh, we don't want to wait. And of course, we have um, a Facebook group. Uh, you can search for we don't want to wait, or it's like facebook.com slash group slash Dawson's group. We were originally a Dawson's Creek podcast and it got out of control because Seth <laughs> just watches all the TV. And uh, and yeah, let us know what you what you thought and what you're thinking of the season one and uh, you know what our coverage is is, you know, how painful it is and uh, how Robin should probably just shut up about the troubadour already and just deal with it. Um or maybe not talk about it so much. Apologies. Okay. And Tell us, you know, big Port Charles fans about how I'm completely wrong about this actor who is a (laughs) soap opera actor that doesn't fit on this romantic comedy show. Okay. All right. La, 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 la,